Hi guys, Chris here. Just before the podcast starts, I want to let you know this podcast is recorded live on Twitch on 8pm GMT UK time, that is, on Sunday evening. So if you want to get involved in it, that's twitch.tv slash kangarfm. The link to it's going to be in the description of the podcast anyway. So come along, get involved in the chat where we can usually answer questions and generally have a bit more banter back and forth throughout the podcast. Um, that's about it. Enjoy the pod. Hello everybody, welcome to this week. <laughs> You're right over there, pal. This makes me sad. Sorry, Vince McMahon would keep me right now. <laughs> Don't forget to press the mute button. This one's this one's for muting when you need to cough. Get a cough button, man. <laughs> Alright, so when this segment starts then, boys, we don't have to introduce them. Their names are on the screen. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome to this week's Bad Bookers Wrestling Podcast, episode 93. I am your host, Movement. I've got Chris, Matt and Toast with me this week. Say hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. How are we all doing on this fine Sunday? I feel like I need a wank. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, or? No, not just but I feel like, you know when the the bases are loaded, you know, you just knock one out. Would you mind turning your camera off for, for that? I mean, <laughs> TOS. TOS. Yeah. TOS. Oh, my days. Yeah. Um, I've been awake for like, ooh, getting on for like 15 minutes now. See, and Jack's moaning because he's had three naps today and that's why he's not here. Well, to be fair, he did say he wasn't going to be on the pod again. Yeah, that's true. On a, on a regular basis, so. That is true. Listen, so I'm here to, to throw wild cards out and see how people react. That's what I'm for. But. Strap in. Or on. No! Why? Hashtag pig! <laughs> oh, dear. Um, should, we, uh, should we get into news? So when I heard your favourite EastEnders character was Peggy Mitchell. I, d- I don't watch EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch EastEnders. I don't think you got the joke, did you? Oh, no, it's going to be one watch... of those pods, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we say that every week. It's going to be one of those pods. Jack, Jack, Jack has to listen to this stuff, so we need to make it hard hitting and entertaining for him. Emphasis on hard. <laughs> right, let's go. Cool. Um, so let's get into the news. Um, if you obviously didn't see our tweet this week, Jack um, has. Step back for a bit. Um, he's not leaving us. He's just uh, taking time away for a bit. He's so. just back off this bitch. What? Well, what what he's actually doing is he's not going to be on the pod as much due to work commitments. But therefore, he's going to be doing a lot more of the admin stuff and taking care of a lot more of that that, that we sort of neglected to do because we don't do that sort of thing very much. Uh, but Jack's stepping, Jack. <laughs> Jack stepping up on that side more and taking a step back from the pod. So... It'll be on occasionally, but not often anymore. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Are you guys doing a watch along tonight, by the way? Nah. nah. Um, I'm doing big sleep. Are well, you planning on doing one toast? I don't know. A couple of people were asking about it earlier. I'll just I'll fire a few messages around about they want to let us know. I mean, I'll be watching, but I don't, I don't think I'll be doing big watch along. I can't really do those anymore. 
Oh, okay. I'll probably be about. There you go. There heel you go. Matt, underscore heel Matt Q. <laughs> we'll talk about that tweet during the week. Like, anybody with... No, it's essentially anybody with heel in their name on Twitter is a nonce response, Matt. <laughs> I mean, the guy who tweeted it is a nonce and he should stop touching children. Fair. Right, let's move on. <laughs> cool. Um... Jack's just uh, put some news in the I know, DM. I know, I know, I'm on it. <laughs> um, let's start with the news over here in the UK. Um, so it was announced by Channel 5 on Twitter that they are going to be showing um, one-hour highlight shows of Raw and SmackDown, with SmackDown airing on Saturdays at 10.30 a.m., with Raw being broad- broadcast on Sundays at 10.30 um, the new deal is going to begin on February the second. We're also hoping, or it's hoping that they're going to have NXT UK <laughs> as well on Paramount Network on Wednesdays at midnight. So do you get SmackDown first? Did you say? Yeah, which makes no sense. So SmackDown then you is, get is like for Raw hours. if you're watching it that way, right? Yeah. So SmackDown is like 15 hours after. It's not even that. It's like. 11 hours after the show finishes, and Raw is six days after the show finishes. <laughs> I failed to see the watch, logic. I would, I would still be tempted to watch that shit bit of Raw, like at 45 minutes with no ads or whatever, just so that I have some knowledge of what happened, because I might fuck watching three hours of that shit. I mean, it's the equivalent of what I would usually do, and that's watch the sort of very jittery uh, highlights that get posted on YouTube every week. So, yeah, it, it's not a terrible idea. It's a bit weird as the same SmackDowns after Raw, but... To be honest, they're supposed to be like separate brands and separate stories and things like that anyway. So, yeah, unless it's Survivor Series somewhere they're all linked, it's it, it's fine by me, I guess. Yeah, I, the bit that made me really confused was the fact that they're going to have NXT UK, but at midnight. It just, yeah, everything else is... We're trying to find a spot on Channel 5. Early morning, early morning, but then NXT UK, which... He's trying to big up the brand in this country, and they put it on at midnight when everybody's asleep. Because no one gives on a fuck a about NXT UK. As much as I, I hate that, that but, it's true. No yeah, of course people it. aren't going to give a toss about it if they put it at midnight on terrestrial TV. But they're not going to put it as a primetime slot because no one's going to fucking watch it. No, but at least put it on like in a morning slot like they've done the other two. Well, no, because that's when Peppa Pig's on. <laughs> well, obviously not on a Saturday or a Sunday. Uh, evidently, well, you're at work at uh, any other time, aren't you? Yeah. Doesn't mean I can't watch Peppa Pig at work. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, as per Mike Johnson of PW Insider, WWE has issued an internal memo whereby going forward, the NXT Women's Championship will just be named the NXT Championship. This has come after Becky Lynch has said on WWE backstage that she believed WWE should eliminate the term women from the women's division and that going forward, nothing in the company should have a gender designation. Thoughts? I mean, it, it's co- it's only coincidence that it's the same week that Becky said that on backstage. There's no way she's got the pull to have them remove it and then not to do it to the title that she's holding. So I think that's just coincidence that it's happened in the same week that Becky was talking or she about got a heads up that it was going to happen, so she um, yeah, so she announced it on, well, she, she advised it on backstage, and it looks like she has the ball to do it. It's stupid as fuck. Why is I it don't stupid? Care. Um, because if you're removing like the prefaces that it's a women's division or a men's division, 
you remove that, you're just teasing that you're going to do other gender matches. WWE are going to do other gender matches because it looks too much like domestic violence. What What's the need to remove the women's championship? So the it reason, is the women's championship. But the reason that they've removed it is just... If you say Bianca Belair has an NXT title shot this week, you, you're not going to think he's, she's fighting Adam Cole because you'd be mentally deficient if you've got that kind of thoughts in you. <laughs> you know that they're impact. not... You know Blanchard is the current men's heavyweight yeah. champion and Impact. Yeah, and that's Impact, but you yeah. know that there's no intergender wrestling on WWE TV. Therefore, it is just the top title for that division. If you're not going to call it the men's... the mixed match classic? Which was what Facebook hosted, wasn't it? You can't they they can't strike the member of the opposite sex. It was always if one person tags, both teams swap. And they're not for titles, so and big yeah. Baron Corbin lending an end of days. But I mean I it's just I don't care enough. It it, it it shouldn't matter. But I think what Becky was trying to get at was that there's a stigma attached to her going, Oh, it's a women's title match. Oh, okay. But, I mean, it shouldn't fucking matter. The women's division is absolutely fantastic in in WWE at the moment. So, utilise it as best you can. Have we all seen the full quote from what Becky was saying? I watched it, but I can't fucking remember it. No, I haven't. So, basically, what she said was, along with the fact that there shouldn't be any women's... The reason she doesn't want it being called a women's division and a women's title is because she says that there's still that feeling of, oh, we've got the women's match for this pay-per-view or we've got the women's match for this Raw. And that's the way that the, the, the industry is thinking. If you remove women's from the division and women's from the title, you just say, right, well, this is the NXT title between Adam Cole and uh, Tommaso Ciampa. This is the NXT title between Rhea Ripley and whoever. This is the singles match between these guys. This is the singles match between these girls. And she... Because the industry at the moment is still very much as long as we've got one woman's match on, then that's the that's that segment filled, and that's not what it should be about. It should be what's got the best storylines at the moment, and that should therefore lead into the pay per view. So the big example at the moment is obviously NXT, and we don't know whether it's going to happen or not. But they realistically have at least two women's matches for the next takeover if they're willing to pull the trigger on it. Because you've got a women's title match between Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley, and you've got Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai, which is there's no way that's going to a finish on Wednesday. So I would imagine that's going, or I personally think that should go to takeover. Uh, they do actually. They mention it's a women's bandwagon match. Do they? Yes. I yes, think, they I, do. Yeah. Um. But additionally, two questions for you, Matt, right? Yeah. One, who's the NXT champion? There are two. Rhea no, Ripley. Who's the NXT champion? Rhea Ripley. Right, okay. It's that. It's Adam Cole. You need something to differentiate that statement. You can't just have like you can't just have two NXT champions. It's completely stupid. There needs to be something to differentiate it. If they're not using men and women, they need to use like heavyweight championship, in okay. which case you'll get someone complaining about that. But there needs to be something to differentiate that for neutral fans, not not the likes of us who will understand the premises that you've brought up. And I, I agree, you made valid points. But for Joe fucking had Joe Bloggs hasn't watched wrestling in 15 years, comes on, watches an episode of NXT where both them titles are on, and goes, Wait, that's called the NXT. No, that and it's it's just too confusing. You need to be able to simplify. I shouldn't have to ask secondary questions if I ask you. 
who's NXT champion and you're defending your brand are talking about it. You shouldn't have to go, oh, do you mean the men's or the women's? Which is why women's was there as a preface. It wasn't, it might have been back in the day as like, oh, they're less than, which is kind of what you sort of suggested back if he's about. But there needs to be something to defend the difference between those two championships. Otherwise, it just causes confusion in the long run and it's the last thing you want to do with your product. But, but the thing is, well, if you think about Impact, they call their women's division something different, don't they? Knockout. Knockouts, yeah. Yeah, so... They... What again? It's the knockout championship. It's not heavy or the men. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm trying to get at. I'm trying to say, would WWE go in the position where they'd come up oh, with right, a name for the division? Yeah, they don't like the Divas division again, wouldn't it? Oh, for goodness sake, get the butterfly belt back out. Yeah, so that's that's the road you've gone down there. Um, the second question is, just just to sort of counter-argue Becky's comment, now, WWE and NXT have, then I think NXT more so, to be honest, have great women's division. Like, they have potential to put on class matches. But at the end of the day, 90% of wrestling fans will choose to watch an all-men's card over an all-women's card. If you put an end New Japan show on, against like, well, not New Japan, they're not as well known, but you know what I mean? If WWE put on like a super show with all their best men's talents and all their best female talent against each other, the men's talent draw more. It just will, and it'll constantly be like that, even after the women's evolution or whatever. And that's just the way wrestling is. More people would tune in to watch the men wrestle than they will the women. You say that, but Evolution got more viewers than either of the Saudi shows, and those are the only two. Matt, Matt, more. You're picking the Saudi shows like fuck <laughs> off. That's um, the only show that okay. WWE had that was all men's, and it okay. was a super card full of okay. men. And were they both on prime time, or was they, one just in fuck knows hours of the day because of the time difference? They they were and, both on uh, the uh, net. Uh, no, no, what what were the times, Matt? One was on a Friday time and one in the middle of the night. Yeah. One of them was on a Sunday. Yeah. Okay, cheers. <laughs> and also, Thanks. people Thanks, boycott the Saudi shows because of money, Saudi money. So that's I kind of fluctuating results there. Yeah. I, I'm well aware, but I think there's more to it than just the men and the women. You're right. If I give you the option of watching a New Japan Wrestle Kingdom show or the May Young fucking classic, what are you watching? I'm watching Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. Exactly. Right. Move on. <laughs> Um, Jazzy uh, Gaber NXT UK contract has expired and is now a free agent. Um, Paul Davis of Wrestling News reports that she turned down a new deal with the company. Um, thoughts? I think she expected to be on the NXT roster and not the UK roster. Yeah. Um, and there's not that much, like, without being too mean about the NXT UK, until the, the crossover events and stuff. The NXT UK guys don't get much more exposure than the top stars on the indies around the UK and Europe would get. No, I get that. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Like, it's it's not a place where you where you go to thrive, is it? It's a place to hone your talent and hopefully make it to NXT. And I would assume money wise as well, given that the NXT guys in America don't get as much money as what some of them made on the indies. There's no way the UK guys are making as much as what. They would if they were touring like WXW, some of the top English ones, ICW, OTZ, stuff like that around Europe. They'd be making fuck more money. And so, something else to point out: she's thirty-seven as well. So ultimately, you're not going to get that many more opportunities. Yeah. So yeah, I can totally, totally understand why she's decided to move on. It's a shame though, because I reckon she could have done bits, but it's the way it goes. Her versus paper and a properly booked feud would have been class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the way it goes, I guess, isn't it? Well, I hope she does well. 
Indeed. Um, ITV box office. So the pay-per-view provider over here in the UK for AEW has shut down operations effective immediately. Um, this is, in my opinion, a big blow for UK fans who watch it through ITV. I don't, I don't think it is. Because it was twice as expensive as Fight TV and worse coverage because it cut out all the time. Like, I... I like I understand your point. Obviously, it's a, it's a, it was a way to watch it. I don't think many people were utilizing it. I think once ITV dropped the ball with how they're broadcasting the TV show, and Fight TV swooped in with that five pound a month package, which is definitely worth it for me anyway, because it just gives you access as soon as it's aired, and you can watch it all, including what happens after the breaks, and then it gives you the additional discount on the pay per views. I just think Fight TV took all of the wind out of ITV sales. Because ITV weren't able to put it on live. Yeah. Yeah, I think ITV have royally screwed up AEW over here. I think I think this might lead to Sky swooping in. It it, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Sky swooped in here, considering obviously they've now lost. WWE is now BT, so it gives a little bit of competition between the two. Controversial. I think BT is doing a lot better than Sky did. Film comment and no, that BT's YouTube channel is doing bits at the minute, and 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 the but they're also showing stuff. them on the actual channels as well. It's they're crazy. not just showing them on YouTube; they actually put them on. So I watched one the other day, and it was talking. I think it was like the day that they aired it, like when they took over, yeah. And they showed best WrestleMania moments of all time, and that was at twelve o'clock midday ish, and I was like, cool. That you wouldn't normally get that on on Sky because they've normally got other sports because their their priorities are obviously other sports. Whereas BT Sport, I think, have utilised it properly. They've got people who work wherever who know about wrestling, and they are actually using backstage segments. Like there's one with Kofi where someone I think I saw and someone said. Um, Oh, you're gonna do anything interesting spots at the Royal Rumble? And he just yeah. went, You what? And he started kicking off like doing a proper promo. And I was like, This is just on a BT interview. What is going on? That's mad. Yeah. But the exact same thing Kofi did last year. I don't know. He did, they, he, he what popped off last year whenever people were asking him what gimmick spot he was gonna do. He's been doing the last couple of years. I seen the video, it was a good video. Yeah. But it was a cross between what he did last year and Heath Slater, because he kept mentioning his kids. <laughs> but yeah i think with bt they've kind of um i think they're putting more content out than just the the three or four shows which i think keeps everybody interested and the no filter stuff is always quite interesting because i always enjoy watching those 24s on network so it's just like their version of those but they're not an hour long they're 20 minutes but yeah itv need to do one really with AEW. so um Last two bits of news that I've got. We, me and Toast had a discussion briefly about this earlier. Um, not being framed? No. <laughs> um, Lance Archer uh, is potentially going to AEW. Um, I think Toast had read something literally before we started about the the melt had said it's actually a, a talks going on. It's it's actually happening, not just rumours. Yeah. yeah, so Mel said they're having serious discussions. They haven't uh, confirmed or signed it yet, but it's another 
big signing, not in terms of name, but in terms of like build, because he's a big fucking horse. <laughs> so it looks like AEW are stacking that. So they've got him, potentially Brian Cage, depending on when his injury heals and stuff. And then they're heavily linked to Brody Lee or Luke Harper. So yeah. I think they could end up bringing those three big bastards I in. don't think Brody Lee is coming in. The last I saw from that is he is... <laughs> Uh, sorry, uh, what's his name? Tweeted uh, a picture of Brody Lee with Villain Enterprises stamped across it. Um, Marty Skrull. And mm-hmm. I believe that he's going to Ring of Honor and New Japan on a short-term basis before he looks at AEW. Three different AEW guys have tweeted out pictures with MWM as well. I think right. he's just going around the Indies getting his name out there. I know he wants to work in New Japan from what Meltzer might have reported it. But both of those companies will offer him the option to do that anyway. Wherever he ends up, he'll do it. He could be great in the Bullet Club, wouldn't he? Thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you could get rid of Bad Luck Farley and make everybody nah, happy. they're never getting rid of Nah, Farley stays for life. Uh, him and Kamler. So shit. He's so shit. So? At least he knows how to throw a punch. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> Big firing shots. Um, yeah, but Archer has no contract with New Japan, so he can just sign for AEW any time, can't he? Yeah, so it's the same as Juice for a while, didn't have a contract and stuff like that. And then once AEW popped up, New Japan signed a load of their guys, but they just didn't bother giving Archer. And I'm fairly certain a couple of months before Christmas, he was hinting about signing somewhere else, and they still didn't give him a, a written contract. So. Interesting. Uh, and then finally, this is... Um, news that Jack broke to us just before we start. Oh, just as we went live, Mandy Rose has signed a new WWE deal. The details of the deal, I have no idea. Who but... gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? It's, it seems it's never be... going anywhere else. Like, let's let's be honest. It does seem to be the WWE are signing she... everyone up to five year deals now, aren't they? I swear she... it used to be three years. She'd fit right in in the AEW women's division. She can't wrestle, and she's a gimmick. I mean, she's not a terrible wrestler. Not that bad. She's improved a lot since she first started. She has, but she's still not. You'd never put her in a, a title picture against Charlotte or. She had a title match like within the last year. Yeah. yeah but that was and did throw she away, win it? it? Did you expect it to win it? It was no. one of those random title defenses just for the sake of having a title defense on a show. I mean, Matt, when you're a champion, can't throw punches on TV. Anybody could be champion. <laughs> He's baiting out. He's trying so hard. I'm not going to bite. You don't need to bite. Whenever we tweet out that this podcast is live or whatever, I'm just going to reply with a gif of those punches. <laughs> uh, that's all I'm going to yes. do. <laughs> cool. Um, so this week, uh, we've had usual programming and then Worlds Collide. Um, I think we'll get to Worlds Collide after we've talked about NXT. Um, See, senor. Um, news from Raw and SmackDown because I don't like to spend long talking about this because it's trash. Hold on, um, did anyone watch Raw and SmackDown this week? I no. watched some of Raw. I think I think I watched the highlights. Okay, Chris, give us a review of your highlights. I can't. The only thing that I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Woody Murphy and Seth Rollins won the Raw Tag Team titles, even though they're not even the tag team within their own fucking stable. Can I point out, I called that in one of my first podcasts with you lot. I called he was going to win that with either Buddy, Ali, or Cedric. Well done. 
there you go. Okay. Toast Pick predicts. Mystic Toast just rubbed the magic ball. <laughs> um, but yeah, apart from that, not a lot really happened. I assume some people got thrown over a top rope. Probably. <laughs> it's what happens, Rumble Week. <laughs> oh, let's just throw him over a top rope. Um, yeah. Oh, Brock Lesnar's turned up for three weeks on a row and on a trot. Like, what a guy. We've got to hype up the Rumble, isn't it? He's, he's full-time now, guys. He's full-time. Wasn't this the, did, didn't Ricochet come out at the beginning as well? Yeah, yes. Ricochet came out and got low-blowed, I think. He got lesnar Yeah. He died for our sins. <laughs> but yeah, that's literally the only thing, is the Raw Tag Team titles. I've just seen something in the chat from Paul, and I completely agree. I bet War Machine regrets signing for WWE. I don't think they're going to talk, I think they can't all their fucking money. I bet anyone that's on that main roster and getting fuck main roster fuck money don't give a fuck that they're not visiting small bingo halls for 200 people anymore. I bet War Machine are on at least half a million a year because that's main roster money. Yeah. Guaranteed I don't give a fuck. One of them has their wife travelling on the same brand with them. No fucks were given that they lost to Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins. Like. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I just countered your point. You should at least come back with something. Interact. Give me why you I'm just. Too, I'm too busy on the ropes, pal. <laughs> I can't. I'm trying to ropes, jump over the like they're doing the Royal Rumble. I'm trying to get over. Um, yeah. Smackdown. Anything of note? Do we know? Literally nothing, as far as I know. Blood literally the Literally the same storyline we've had for about 400 weeks now. I'm it's bored. Roman and Corbin in the main event. Yeah, again, I'm bored. It? No, they started the night it off. Was. Wolfie said something happened. I can't remember. Genuinely I can't genuinely remember. don't know anything about. I don't because I don't read. We're I'm trying to read Bleacher. Re- I'm trying to read Bleacher Report quickly now just to see if there's anything of note. Go on, Wolfie. Wolfie, need to you need to enlighten us in the chat. This podcast is brought to you by Bleacher Report and the fact that our host does fuck all preparation. <laughs> Preparation. Do you want to take over then, pal? And I'll take over from next week, mate. You can just sit back and play Call of Duty. Like that you sounds know. great. I'd love no, to. No Is it Lacey Evans by any chance? What Wolf, Wolfie's just said I forgot her name. I assume it's Lacey Evans or something like that. I don't know. Oh, she beat Bailey clean. Yeah, because she's an oh no. Oh, Wait, that's my prediction, bollocks. If Wait. She's she hits them all with a shoe. Okay, that's the most entertaining thing of SmackDown. Cool. Wait, wait, they think they be clean. That would think that was a week before, actually. Okay, thank fuck. Oh, okay. Yes, Toast, we're looking good, man. We're looking don't good. fuck with my Lacey Evans pick. This <laughs> I've picked Lacey Evans as well. Yeah, I, I literally typed in my grid, this generation's Chris Benoit without the social issues. I think I wrote Mrs. Kurt Angle. <laughs> he's like a, a he's a charisma machine. Absolutely, you know all of this. I've been in the military. Support me, yeah. Well, I mean, Randy Orton can't use that angle, can he? We no, because he got kicked out of the military. <laughs> he horribly discharged after going MIA or something. <laughs> Monster. That's a green one. Um, uh, Sour Apple, fantastic. Oh, oh yes, yes, of course. Bray signed the con. Bray, well, the theme signed the contract with blood. 
Did the fiend come out and sign the contract? Yes. That's fucking stupid. The fiend yeah. signed the contract. He jabbed a jabbed oh. a pen into his hand and signed the um uh the contract. Oh my god! How fucking shit is this company? Oh. That character was good until SummerSlam, and it's been fucking wank since. And that's just worse. Welcome to WWE with everything. Oh, this is really good. Let's really go with it. And then in three yeah. months' time, you'll hate it. They should Cheers, be. Fuck you. Our truth is a treasure. He's yeah, I love our truth. I'm not yeah. listening on our There you go. They didn't ruin our truth. So, so, uh, so, yeah, but they... our, truth does, our truth does what our truth does. Vince McMahon doesn't get involved. So they rocket strapped um, the Fiend, and in effect, that rocket's just run out of fuel or it's just blown he, up. He just so they needs just to make it the mania where he feeds Roman. That's all he needs to do. And that he just needs to feed Roman at Mania. Roman goes on a big six-month title run, and we're all happy. There you go. I agree. Uh, I agree with Paul saying they don't ruin our truth because they don't give they give zero shits about him. He's not higher up on the card. They don't micromanage him because he's because he's not higher up on the card. Simple as that. Moving on, NXT on Wednesday. Um, we had the. Semi-finals of the Dusty Classic. Yeah. So we and I had... point out as well, Smoothman, you were completely wrong about the final, as I called. You're welcome. Right. I, I called the right final. So did I. I called the wrong final. <laughs> I did this correctly. You did that correctly. It's like being at work. Goodness <laughs> me. <laughs> Friggin' hell. Who's going into detention this week? I think Toast should be in it for all the comments. Well, you're proper on the ropes well, at the minute. Fucking hell. The... It looks so angry in a pub. I'm so, very angry. It's just so angry. It looks like Ribena. It's just. Grizzled <laughs> 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 Young Veterans this week had a match against Bobby Fish and Carl O'Reilly. They had a match where it was the semi final of the Dusty Classic. Are you Do literally you want to reading verbatim from Bleacher Report there? <laughs> no. Yes, you were. <laughs> Do we, no, I actually wasn't. I was just doing oh, okay. it in the tone that sounded like I was. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was a good match. I don't like... Well, I get why they had the screwy finish with Imperium coming onto the balcony, but... I don't oh, yeah. like dumb wrestler spot. <laughs> don't like that. That was the, uh, enough of a distraction when Adam Cole came out to the ring and said, "We know Imperium are going to interfere, and we're here to not let that happen." And then they let it happen because they stood there and watched them. Yeah, because they were still on a balcony and they couldn't get anywhere near them, and that was enough for them to be a distraction. I'll have you know that's William Regal's balcony. You shouldn't be allowed on there. War games. War games. I think Adam Cole was the first person to appear on that balcony. Hmm? I think Adam Cole was the first person to no, appear on that balcony. balcony. It will always be Regal's it, balcony. If, if you want to say War Games is the only thing that ever happens, then fair enough. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah, well, well, it is in this instance. Is, is Toaster holding up a rope? I don't uh, know. What is a phone or a pen? It is not a rope. It is not a phone. It is, it is a 7.16mm oh, shell. <laughs> I would say it's what? a 50 cal shell. Is it 50 cal? I can use that how big his hands are. Ah, uh, it's a 50 cal. Alright, you win. In particular, I don't know why I was throwing it up. I was slick around my desk. I could have held up multiple copies of but, Pokemon. But, no, but, but, but that, see, see, in theory, Toast has just proved the point of the distraction. 
He holds up a bullet and everyone stops and then just changes subject. And I'm about to get pinned. Well, I'm not doing my job at the moment. I'm doing a hobby. That's a there's difference. Mate, this match was good. Move on. What happened after? So match, uh, uh, Imperium came out and they and then Undisputed Era lost. Adam Cole yeah. threw a hissy fit. For what reason. was the next segment? Uh, Io Shirai had a match against Tony Storm. Oh, Io Shirai, big injury as well. After um, I genuinely thought she'd really hurt herself, but I thought it was just good selling. And then I was like, ah, oh, she's probably all right. It's too much. Yeah, and then she t- tweeted a knee brace, didn't she? Yeah. But um, who did someone win? No. I can't see the win here. No, there Where's is no the win? win. I don't remember. I want to see that to um, she beat up on Tony Storm. Yeah. You know, she's going to fight Rhea, and then they cover it by going, she wants to be the one to beat Rhea. And I'm like, surely you'd rather join up in at World's Clay and beat Rhea after she's got it beaten, but okay. And then, and was it Rhea comes out to be the equalizer, and then that's when the horrible punches come in? Yeah. Ah, so would you like to like, show us how those punches look? Because Rhea's your guard. You're all about Rhea Ripley. You have been for months. Those punches, they were... They were swinging a miss. Oh, the opposite of stiff. Is that what we're going to do? Because they were fucking horrible. <laughs> jelly punches, as Chris has put it. Yeah, <laughs> jelly punches. I think that's a fair way of assessing it. They were, but it was exactly the oh. same as what I'll say, for what I said for the Dark Order one. It was on the screen for less than three seconds, and in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, but everyone went into meltdown about it, but no one gave, no one really gave a fuck about the real one. The reason nobody gives a fuck about this is because it's in a good storyline, not a storyline that was shit at the time. You can't blame the storyline. What do you mean I can't blame the storyline? The reason that people kicked off about the Dark Order was because people already hated and the Dark any Order. Any answer you're, you're given fired. other than people want to shit on AEW is completely incorrect. No, it's not. It no. is that. It is. Like, that's like, honestly... It was, it was fuel to a fire. The Dark Order was already getting massive criticism anyway, and that was more fuel to add to it. If that had been Cody Rhodes throwing those punches, there wouldn't have been anywhere I'd have criticised. He'd have got it even more. If it was I'd Cody. have criticised, but the wrestling community in general would not have criticised anywhere near as much. Thing is, if it was Brandy Rose, people would just go, yeah, whatever, and move on. It's brandy, isn't it? <laughs> brandy. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, that was the... punches, but it happens all the time. We we literally sat here and gave twenty examples when the Dark Order did it, and then said it didn't make, mean anything. Boom! Wolfie in the chat, love it. There you go. Needs to be questioned. See, fuck that. Right, move on. What happened next month? Uh, Finn Balor had a match against uh, a cyclist okay. wearing a cycle helmet. I mean, I mean sorry, Jokin Wild. Match was okay, but it was really short and it did nothing to help Wilder. It was literally just remember Balor. Don't forget that he lost that other match. Look, this is Balor. He's gonna beat the fucker to some Russian dude at World's Collide. Yeah, and literally what this segment was. It's just yeah, random squats to make sure that you remember that Finn Balor's a badass and he's got some moves. And he's he stolen, like being a bit angry it? and shouting at the Russian dude when he was stomping on the cyclist. That was quite good. Didn't um is Ballas using what's his bloody name uh Omar from the wires phrase now? Because Omar says you come at the king you best not miss. There's a come at the prince you best not miss. 
No, that's what Thingy said. There was a promo before where Ilya Dragunov was like, um, "You, um, I don't miss or something like that. I think that's his little line that he uses. And so it was just a reference to that, I think. Both these are cracked. He is using that phrase. It's his thing. So they've used, he's using the phrase if you come at the prince, you best not miss. And then you learn Morrow during one of his hilarious comments or one of the promo videos said, if you come at Finn, you best not miss as well. So it's Finn and Prince have both been interchanged, but it's the same phrase. Prince. We'll say it's Prince from now on. There you go. Yes. If you come at the Prince. Nah, best not Prince. Cool. Yeah. Um, Shayna Baszler had a match against Shotzi Blackheart because this is fallout from what happened last week where uh, Blackheart eliminated Shayna Baszler. I'm telling you now, one of those two are eliminating each other in the Rumble later because they did the fucking over-the-top rope spot about six times in this match. Well, and that was because so, the match I know came about. because of the Battle Royale, but it's, I could see I have Shayna down to win the Rumble. I don't think she will. I think Shotzi's got to quit, even if she's not in the match. And like, Dump her over or something stupid like that. Cool. Um, then we had the other semi final, the Broserweights versus um, Imperium. It was a good match. It seemed a little bit long. Yeah, I thought that. For TV, uh, but it was a good match. I think, I don't know if they missed their cue or if they just mistimed it, but I think the interference thing should have happened way earlier. Yeah, it yeah. did feel like it was a little bit stressed out, didn't it? Yeah. Indeed. Um, so we've got the final, which I believe is next week. No, 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 no. Don't, no, no, don't no, 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 no. One of the best parts of NXT. <laughs> Do, no, no, no. Oh, they, so when yeah. they're up at the trophy. Yeah, um, yeah, and they yeah. did it again at Worlds Collide. And I, if that's his gimmick, please, God, make that part <laughs> of his gimmick. It was just... Fucking Zach Gibson's giving it what for naming nicknames for fucking uh, the Broserweights. He goes, Broserweights are joint manipulation. And to his credit, Riddle <laughs> literally goes, and then he comes back when it's his turn to talk. He goes, sorry, you said something about joint ma- manipulation. And uh, I started to drift off dreaming. <laughs> and then on Words Collide, they do the thing where, uh, is it Don goes, um, let's be blunt. <laughs> and Reynolds just looks off and goes and starts laughing and playing with the crowds. Yeah. That needs to be his whole thing. Is like anytime yeah. anything that can be referenced to drugs just gets referenced and he goes fucking off just, on one. Yeah, like, part of his promo was bro, and then yeah. uh, I I I can't remember a word you just said, but I'm because I was off on you know off, off on a trip basically, yeah. and the the way that he like linked it all in was just. Fucking hilarious! Like he yeah. needs, to, he needs to be doing this all the time now. Like, With me, that has got him more over than any promo I've heard him cut about being angry at anyone or any of that shit and all the bros and stuff. He's great at wrestling, but that shit has got him more over with me just because yeah. it's funny as fuck. And it got him over with the crowd straight away because their initial, the the reaction straight away was Riddle's going to smoke smoky, yeah. and I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, and kind of Pete Dunn plays into it as well because Pete Dunn is just like, What are you doing, mate? Like, come on, Pete Dunn is a walking pun machine now, isn't he? You're you're in your own world over there. Can you come back to reality? It's quite funny. Uh, but that sets up, I believe it's next week, isn't it? The uh, the final, so it's gonna be Grizzled Young Vets versus Grizzled Young Vets are gonna win it. 
I'm not so sure anymore. I said that last week, but I can see this tag team of uh, Dunn and Riddle lasting for a, a fair while because there's there's the the guys from NXT UK have made this Dusty Rhodes classic feel like there's a tag division on NXT, and unless they all stick around, there isn't. Yeah. There's there's nothing there. So I think having those guys in the in the tag division at least till Mania, because um, they're they're not going to be in the top title um, match. That'll be Champa versus Cole. I would guess they'll probably try and set that out. Obviously, Keith Lee will be in the North American title against whoever um, at Mania. So I don't think either of those guys are going to be going up against him. So it keeps them occupied and gets them on the card for the takeover at Mania. I was about to say I'm I'm happy uh, I'm happy with the with them as a tag team on the especially um on the basis that unfortunately we we Riddle's sort of been left behind because obviously him and Keith Lee were sort of together going up and uh Riddle's sort of been left behind in that to an extent and that Pete hasn't got much going on so it's good for the two of them to uh form hopefully a very good tag team. Yeah, yeah. I can see this lacking a lot like last week I said they'd split in the final, but I can see this lasting a lot longer now. So was it just the Keith Lee match after this, or was there something else? I think just it was just Keith, Keith Lee. Lee. Just Keith Lee. We did not call this, did we? Jesus. No. <laughs> they clearly aren't strapping the rocket that we thought they were going to strap to Keith Lee as soon as we thought we were going to do it. I don't know. I could see them potentially trying to book him to be a double champ. And have him yeah. eventually take both belts. Maybe. Or he's going to win uh, the Rumble, you know. He's not going to win the no, Rumble. Why would he he'll, have win? A, he'll have a decent spot in the Rumble. Probably another spot with Roman at some point. But I reckon I it, it might, it might be Final Four, but... The, the thing is, with people people with it who want NXT stars, if you watch the interview, I watched the Inside the Ropes one with Triple H um, after TakeOver Blackpool, mm. and the only way that people get into the Royal Rumble is if it fits. And, like, when it fits with what people have going on main roster and where they can slot in. So like someone asked him, what about Riddle and Brock? And he says, yeah, people who've got, who are on the internet and are massive, he pretty much called everybody who are Mark, who understands what's going on on Twitter between those two or between him and Goldberg or whatever. Yeah. That's a good little segment in the rumble, but for the thousands who don't watch anything to do with that, it's yeah, get, it gets lost on them. Yeah, but so that's, that's, what why, that's what commentary's for. Yeah, but, but that's but that's that the, the WWE aren't stupid. They're not going to put something in that's not going to give. If it gives them a cheap thirty second pop with the marks and not the majority, they're not going to use it. I I call a objection to that. AJ Styles Nakamura because they. I remember when they went face to face in the Rumble and the place went fucking crazy. Yeah, but that's yeah, but that's because that was. A massive feud in Yeah, but um, yeah, but the average Joe there. wouldn't get that, would they? Would average Joe get that? The comment the your placement mental and and obviously we all popped, but purely on the uh, not purely on commentary, but commentary helped. Don't that. you dare put me in with people who popped for that. Don't you dare. Well yeah, well you didn't fucking know back then, did you? You didn't really care about it back then, did you? What I'm what I'm trying what I was Never trying to say is that ever. People like Keith Lee, because Vince McMahon thinks Keith Lee is money, he will be in the room. If you think about Matt Riddle, maybe... You know who's money? Titus. And and that's why Titus always gets a fucking spot in the Rumble. 
I'm going to call bullshit on that because when the report came out about Vince being high on Riddle, or no, high on Keith Lee, it was that he was high, high on, on Keith Lee and Riddle. It was both of them. It wasn't just Keith Lee. So he can't just say Vince's legs fucking Keith Lee and doesn't No, no, that's not what I was saying. That's not what I was saying. I'm just saying. That... And if you're telling me there's never been a stupid spot put into the Rumble that nobody's popped for, or that's bullshit as well. The Rumble is filled of dead spots every year. Mm, I still don't think Brock and... What about the year where Rey Mysterio came out and the people wanted Daniel Bryan? Did they put oh, that in because it was going to get a massive fucking pop, was it? Poor Rey. Never forget but, Ray on that one. But that was exactly that's that's exactly outlining Smoothman's point. Is it was the sweaty marks that wanted Daniel Bryan, not the casuals. The casuals don't give a fuck. They just watch it for the sake of. It's the marks who want Daniel Bryan to be Daniel there. Daniel Bryan and, is probably their most over champion in the last six years. Was Hands he? Down. Yeah, he was then. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It was, well, are you was, telling me at the height of the Yes Movement, Daniel Bryan wasn't the most popular WWE wrestler in the last? Six years, because you're talking at your fucking arse if you say he wasn't. Okay, that's fine. He was. That's, at, uh, he was. The so whole arenas over. were fucking screaming yes and throwing their hands up. That was the most over thing, probably since the height of like Austin Rock and yeah. all that shit. I, honestly, right? The um when um in the cage match, um Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan, that was in a fuck out of nowhere town, which never gets a reaction, and the entire arena was going fucking batshit for that and it's not expected in it was like portland or something not portland but like you know a a, an arena that's not expected to get that big a reaction and it fell apart or when uh when all the champions were in the ring and everyone starts chanting daniel bryan and during during a a moment when you've got Uh, mark henry lifted his arm yeah 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 yeah. and you can see him pissing himself in the background because he just knows it's just ridiculous cool Wolfie raised a really good point in the chat there. Because to be honest, I don't think there's such a thing as casuals anymore. If you're exposed to Twitter, you know what's going on as much as we do. And that's true. Yeah. There are, like, there's, there's different, like, I agree with it, but there's different levels. Like, there's the levels of the people like ourselves who would be on Reddit and reading, like, Meltzer stuff. And then there's the people that'll be on Twitter and watching, like, WWE backstage or might see the odd rumor and stuff. There are levels to it, but it's not as casual as what it used to be when you could just come home from fucking school on a Monday or Tuesday and watch Raw or whatever. At the same time, Raw gets a two and a half million viewer rating, roughly. It used to be a lot more. And yeah. not one of the, not one single superstar has that following on Twitter. Therefore, not everybody who's watching every week is finding out what's going on on Twitter. Yeah. Cool. Should we talk about Roderick Strong and Keith Lee? Because <laughs> that was where we started and then we got yeah. distracted by... Whatever. I mean, um, you took us off on a tangent. About the it was. I was trying to prove a point. Oh, look at me. Then... I watched WWE backstage video this week. Ugh. Couldn't watch fucking the product last week, but you watched extra this week to make up for it. Well done, Smith. I didn't watch World Collide this week either, so why don't you just rip <laughs> that one? Go on. Off you go. We're talking about NXT. It's Roderick Strong and Keith Lee. It was a decent match. I liked it. I really didn't expect him to win it. Controversial opinion. Go on, Roderick Strong is going to take the title off Adam Cole. Nah. And he's also he's also going to take the Undisputed Era off Adam Cole as well. Mm. Adam Cole is going to snap. He's going to blame Roderick Strong for everything. Bobby Fish and Carlo Riley 
are going to be like, oh, what are we going to do? And then they're going to fight for the leadership of the Undisputed Era and the NXT title, and Roderick Strong is going to win. I think that's very fantasy, Birkin. Is Adam Cole going to die again? I don't, I don't know what he's going to die again. I, but. I personally don't think it'll happen, but I could see it potentially happening. But to a point you made a minute ago, that is very internet sweaty smart mark booking. That it is. Dreaming of Cole and Roddy turning on each other for leadership. The, the only reason I say that that might happen is because they have a history of killing things whilst they're still hot rather than letting them go stale. And the Undisputed Era has been hot now for two and a half years nearly. And it's still, and it's and still it, very it, current. It is, but at some point it's going to get old. And they did it with the shield. They turned on. They they had the shield turn where nobody was expecting it, and they were still at the height of their thing. Shield was and perfect time to do. Yeah, but I there will I, be a time where undisputed era is getting old. If Cole loses undisputed era, it's because he's gone the main roster. That's yeah, the I think that'll be the, the outcome of it. I do think that'll be the outcome of it. But at the same time, I think they'll have a storyline. Linked into that as well. Fair enough. Cool. That was NXT. Um, do you want to talk about Worlds Collide now, and then we'll talk about AEW afterwards? That's Just to keep mate. continuity from NXT into Worlds Collide, seeing as that yeah. was NXT. Alright, can we give us a five-minute review of what you thought about Worlds Collide? Me? Yeah. Um, it happened. I saw. I saw Jordan Devlin win a title, well, and then people. Jordan Devlin. And then people started writing me out again, so I'm just going to sit in the corner and cry. <laughs> so take I don't over. I how you ever doubted him. He's a fantastic fucking wrestler. No, it's because I called him a B Tech Ballad the no, first I know, time I saw him live. Like I don't understand where, where you got that opinion from. He is a fantastic wrestler. Like, well, see, because I, I never seen he looks him a little bit like him in Island. Like Baller trained him fair enough, and he is—he's from the same sort of area, and he stuff. looks quite similar. The answer don't is though. I actually don't think they look racist. I'm not, how am I racist? You, you went, he's Irish, he's white, he's got black hair, it's Finn Balor. That's what you did. They had very well, similar hold on, wrestling hold on, styles. Using the NXT logic then. Becky is ginger, she's white, she's Irish, she's Seamus. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> no! Smooth the thing, smooth the thing, <laughs> Becky and Seamus are the same wrestler. If Be- all Becky needs to do is shave the sides off and stick that hair straight up, and she's shaving. <laughs> right. So the- you guys can talk about Worlds Clyde because I haven't seen it, and you can just see the inside of my hat. Okay. So <laughs> where- if you see the picture of Jordan Devlin when when Triple H is doing his usual point, but he's got the title. It's this picture of Jordan Jordan Devlin's head that's been enlarged. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Very so- cool. Worlds Collide started with the Finn Balor Russian dude match. Yeah, so I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not going to try. Uh, Are we not going to do the pre-show match? I didn't watch the pre-show, so... Mia Yim versus Kaylee Ray. Chris, you're the only really one who's watched talk about that I didn't match. watch that. I, I, was, I was too busy upstairs. You, well, you spoiled it for me. I caught the so end. What? I literally <laughs> caught the end. I caught like four seconds before the end. Actually, before we start talking about the match, can we talk about Matt getting triggered by the intro video? Like, oh, Matt was watching Worlds Collide, right? And the I, intro video I, sent him over the edge. He turned it off, <laughs> went to bed, and passed it there. Yeah, so I sat that All right. Bear in mind, I'm working on US hours at the moment at work. So I'm, I'm like, so I sat down to watch this at 6 a.m. this morning after finishing NXT. And the intro video 
was pitting Imperium as you know the the, the big thing to get behind, and had a speech <laughs> over the top of it. Now I'm sorry, but Imperium is a bunch of Europeans led by an Austrian come to invade the UK, and they're having a fucking Winston Churchill speech to kind of get try and get you behind. Don't them. represent an NXT UK man. They're, they're basically the Nazi party. Matt, they're representing the NXT UK. It's Churchill. You should be hand on heart while Churchill's bigging up big Austrian Walter. The old Italian and the Germans invading to beat the fuck out of some Yanks. <laughs> yes, that's fine, but it's, it's, it's literally don't use Winston Churchill because Winston Churchill was against the Austrian leading the Europeans against the Yanks. He, he was on the Yanks' side. Don't he would have been on the Austrian side if it had been Walter instead of Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking chops left and right. <laughs> I'm, I'm close, really close to ending the call. <laughs> Anyway, right, first match, Finn Balor, Russian dude. I thought it was great. Ilya Dragunov um, yeah. is fantastic. I watched a lot of him in progress. Um, he needs to go to NXT as soon as possible. I think they need him on NXT UK purely because they can't keep throwing Joe Coffey out in the main events because I have no interest <laughs> in watching Joe Coffey ever wrestle the main event again. Uh, yeah. He needs to go back to tag him with his brother and Wolfgang. And we can push someone else in NXT UK, please. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, let's have. But yeah, that's. He's not a bad shout to take the title off, Walter. If yeah, Jordan Devlin is is now obviously spoiler for is it the next match? Jordan Devlin wins the cruiserweight championship. Yeah. So even if he's going to flip between the two, he's not going to be full-time NXT UK and he's not going to be going for um, NXT's kind of... Uh, sorry, NXT UK title. So I think Dragunov is a shout to have as their champion, I guess. So I didn't... like If we're moving on to the next, game, the next match anyway, um, I didn't expect Devin to win. But if you look at any media coming out of like reports from WWE in the last two weeks, Sheamus, Shawn Michaels... And I think Trips have all been bigging Devlin up as Ooh. the future star that they've seen in the company. Um, so Seamus bigged them up. Obviously, Seamus is from Ireland. HBK is in charge of NXT UK now. Yeah. Um, alongside your guy that used to do Rev Pro, I think. No, uh, I forget James Smallman. Yeah. yeah. Progress. So I think uh, HBK is overseeing it and Smallman's helping him write shows and stuff. But there's been reports from at least those three coming out and saying that Devlin is the next big star they can see they're building. So, makes sense. had I He's thought about all that, this makes sense. But I didn't think anything of it because I, I just assumed they weren't going to take it off Garza this early. Yeah, um, so Garza's had no defences of the title. He won it, he lost it. He well, won it, he, Melvin... it he fucked off for three weeks and then he lost it. Well, then what will what probably happen is he'll defend it at um, the Portland show coming up. Uh, how can he defend it? He's lost it. No, no, as in Jordan Devlin will defend it against Angel Garza, I presume. Yeah, um, I, I would love to see... I mean, I mentioned this in the in the DMs. I If if this is the trigger for Jordan Devlin and Finn Balor to start working together in NXT, that would be fucking incredible. And, and maybe too soon, and he may be defending the flipping between NXT UK and NXT, I don't know. But the whole... If this leads to Jordan Devlin and Finn Balor doing something on NXT together... That could be fucking incredible. So, 
other than smooth, and this isn't a pop, by the way, you've all seen the sort of half promo he cut at the end where he was standing on the table, right? Yeah. So that's the sort of promo he was cutting for about a year in OTT when he was beating Strickland and all the foreign stars they brought mm. in. So his whole gimmick, rather than... He was the Irish ace, but he also was called the import killer. <laughs> nice. So, like, everyone they brought in, like, they brought in big star after big star, and he beat them all. Like, the last one I seen him beat was your guy Atlas, who's joined uh, NXT or the performance center. Yeah. But if he starts cutting promos the way he did for that gimmick, and he goes to NXT, say he goes over to the American brand mm. and starts beating the American stars and somehow works, not obviously he won't be the import killer anymore, but something similar to that vein, he will get over as fuck. Yeah. And like Matt said, I think it was Matt said it in the DMs, or it might have been Jack, but I think it was Matt. Um, it, sort of a Conor McGregor vibe with the cockiness of it after he's won and doing the fucking, like, shouting into the mic and cut the promo. Was that Chris? No, that, that might have been Jack. It must have been, been Jack, Jack then. Someone, yeah. I thought it was... I wasn't yeah, sure somebody, it was somebody, did say, somebody did say that they'll have yeah, him the as a Conor McGregor thing, yeah. And that would be a cracking kind of gimmick to have in <laughs> NXT. Because Americans would understand it as well as us, because obviously the sh- a shouting Irish accent can be a struggle to understand. But if you've heard it, it a lot, never, <laughs> never, never a deal. Um, I, I I did like the um the, the WWE backstage segment where they're putting the plates on. He just takes girls and just throws them in the bin. It's fucking harsh. Let's <laughs> get this trash out. Just throw them in the bin. You're never getting that title back. You <laughs> so love on it. the new title. I like I it. it. I thought it was black, and then I seen them holding it in the ring, and it's just a really dark purple. Yeah, and yeah. They, they they sort of mix the purple in with the silver as well. It looks really nice. What was the Big next fan. match? Um, DIY versus Mustache Mountain. This match went a bit long, but was fantastic. I loved like the mix of the the friendly banter at the start, and then they both sort of got nastier as they went on. And I think they actually told a really good story arc through it from the like matching mustache taunts and stuff like that yeah. and then for the end where they were being a bit more vicious and they built it the clapping like, and the pat in the back and things like that that was quite yeah. cool yeah like the the bit where you were on about where they, they did the mustache taunts and then Tommaso Ciampa just did his bodybuilding pose yeah. and <laughs> the other guy I can't remember is that, is, is, is that Trent Seven that yeah, yeah he is he's and, he, and he goes fantastic. and he and he just ha- puts his hand out. Yeah. Like, I thought he was going to do it as well and then just sort of cower away in shame, but never mind. Yeah, it was the build to it as well. Yeah. It wasn't just immediately backing oh, down. He oh, was like slapping himself oh, and shaking as if he was going to go for it. And I was, oh, fuck. Yeah. What, was, I love Mustache. Yeah. Like, I think this match had the right balance between comedy and serious wrestling. Yeah. I think you're right. It probably went five minutes too long. Um, but it was everything I ever wanted from this match. We got all of the all of the Gargano Champa spots that we've had over the years as as DIY. Their new T shirt, by the way, is fucking incredible. Oh, the I light blue. It. Oh, it's the light blue version of Champa's old T shirt, but in the black heart, you've got Johnny Gargano's face thing. Yeah, and it just looks perfect. And Have you ordered one yet? It, it's in my basket on the Euro shop. <laughs> I knew it would be. I think they may take the titles off Yui. And I know it was one night only and all that shit, but I think they're going to end up putting them back together. If they put them back together, I will absolutely pop my tits off. The problem with putting them back together 
who mm. goes into the main event scene? Gargano, no, Champa, Baller, Keefley, anyone. Champa, if you put Champa and Cole as a tag team together, so Champa and Gargano as a tag team together, you can't have one of them t- going for Cole's title as well. No, you have Baller and Keefley there. Keith Lee's got the lower I title. I think Keith so, yeah. Lee can take both off. And then, okay, if if even if you, if you do put the two of them together, where does this put Gargano in the, down the line? Because Champa is the anointed one eventually, isn't he? He's going to win the title back well, eventually. It, I I don't think he will anymore. I, I, or certainly, I don't think he will anytime soon because I think they they fucked it. the The story between him and Cole, like I said last week, is going stale quick. And if that was their initial plan for the Mania uh, match. I'd be disappointed by the time it got there because I'm already fed up of it and we've still got three weeks or four weeks to go till the NXT um, show in <sighs> February. I hate to agree with something that Matt said because it, it hurts me sometimes. But it's... War Games has fucked that whole story up. Uh, the, uh, War, Game, War Games put... Ch- I mean, yes, the, the, the match Champa was in it was fantastic and I, it, it, the match itself was brilliant. But it derailed so many stories. It did. It absolutely and it derailed a lot of that. Up. And, and they, I yeah, think Survivor Series killed all the stories as well. Yeah, so Survivor Series doesn't help. And but War Games, there was there were people who were supposed to be at war who then had to tag together at Survivor Series the night before, and that was kind of like you. If if you'd have War Games at a different time of year, you might have got away with it. But the fact that they had to be all friendly, friendly, friendly the night before. And yeah. in the weeks that be up to, and then all of a sudden hate each other. It was ju- it was absolutely terrible decision to have that pay per view at that time. And also, do you think uh, could you see Champ having another monster heel run? I don't. Th- I don't. I think that was lightning in a bottle at the time, and I don't think that could be replicated. He, he will never be a heel like he was because you can't replicate that. Again. The only reason he got the heat that he got was because of the the Gargano Champa feud. So then, so, so then you build up DIY only for Champa to turn on Gargano again and then yeah. repeat the story. And then Matt, the first thing Matt will do because that's just repeating it. It's just going to be the same thing again. Yeah, Toast <laughs> would just rip that to shreds because you've told that story before. Um, but there's, you can't do that anyway because we've seen that before and we've seen that character morph into the the aggressive babyface that we've seen from Champa at the end of his title run and into what he is now, he'll yeah. never get the heat that he had as arguably the best heel in the business for six months. Yeah. It's a shame we never got the the final blow, the, the final kill off for that, for that whole thing, but I, it was that, what it was, and it was... There's a chance that a couple of years down the line you might get Champa versus Gargano. Has Champa got a couple more years? Yes. I would say there's probably two, maybe three years left in that neck. I I hope anyway. I'm not so sure. Certainly not week to week television leading up to it though. He doesn't do week to week television. He certainly doesn't take bumps week to week. I think he's four matches deep into his return, and his return was October. I think they handle him very well on TV. Uh, Yeah, he's usually very productive. They don't really have him running singles matches when they use him on TV matches. It's Towers on the Wear. He for Angel Garza. In oh, yeah. his return, and he fought 
It was in the War Games, wasn't it? War Games. Yeah, I think that was his. I think that was the next match, and I don't think he's been in the ring since. I guess you're right. Apart from Mustache Mountain, I guess you're right. Yeah, so he's he's been involved in run-ins, but I don't think he's taken s- severe bumps. And w- like I say, we're three months into this re- in, into this um, into this run now. I meant outside of War Games, he hasn't taken. He mm. definitely took a severe bump at War Games. <laughs> There's no question I, in that. I just I just get the feeling I got to put those two in a tag team again. It solves the problem of. A stale the, tag team. Their tag team division is shit. If you put UE versus DIY, people are going to watch that right up the mania. They can feud yeah. and fucking beat the fuck out of you till then. And then as well, it protects Ciampa, Ciampa from getting injured. Yeah. You know, you put him in, Johnny can do most of the wrestling and then tag Ciampa. Ciampa comes in and hits a couple of hot spots and they win the match or whatever. Yeah, I'd be I, well up for that. I could just see that. You can do that for another year. Have them not necessarily with UE, but with other teams. Yeah. And then if you want to break them off and go singles, they don't necessarily have to turn on each other. It can just be, I'm going to go for this. All right, I'm going to go for that one. And just where you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I can't remember. Was it this? In fact, it was. It was this time last year. I was predicting that DIY would have the tag team titles. Gargano would have the North American and Champa would have the the NXT title. So they'd have all the gold instead of Undisputed Era. Because um, they were close to that at one point around this time last year. Um, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see them back as a tag team. I think it protects Champa and Gargano a little bit because obviously Gargano's still coming back from that injury that he sustained, um, and he's getting older now. I just, I, yeah, I'd love to see that, and, and it gives space for Riddle and Dunn to split early and go away, and then you can have Riddle versus Keith Lee, Riddle versus Cole for for titles, and yeah, like I'd be up for that. Right, next match was... I mean, we need to start whizzing through. Ideally, we want to be done by 10 so we can start watching um, Royal Rumble. Uh, we have the Rhea... Rhea versus match. Tony Storm. Um, they've wrestled before. We've seen yeah, before. It, was, it was no better than any of the other matches that I've seen them have, but it wasn't terrible. Um, I, it was stupid making this a title match because it made it obvious what the outcome was going to be. If they'd have had Tony Storm win last week and just had a title versus title in a kind of, you know, then it might, there was a chance that Tony Storm, who's beaten Rhea Ripley twice and Ripley's only won once, that Tony Storm could do do the dirty and win. But yeah, it was never. I called that out of commentary as well. It made it so obvious. Can I just say, by the way, this commentary duo need to do all of NXT. If we can dump Morrow and Beth and just have these two do an NXT every week, I mean, I'm all in. I will not criticize another commentary team. These two were fucking fantastic. Completely took all my bad vibes. I watched NXT then this back to back. And my God, all the bad vibes from like the forced fucking references and all that shit. Yeah, this was class. Was this Tom and then, Phillips and um, yeah, uh, Nigel McGuinness? Your guy Phillips took a pop at Nigel about something that Morrow, Morrow and Beth had accused Nigel of not being uh, impartial during the whole tag tournament because it was NXT UK versus NXT. Yeah. Yeah. And your guy referenced it, and it was the only reference made to it, and I fucking caught <laughs> for it. Like, I was like, let's get in, son. Yeah. Um, um, the criticism of, of Nigel McGuinness is he needs to learn the difference between Austria and Australia. Yeah, he, he got Australia. Three times he called him Australian. <laughs> your guy cracked at him each time. No, he didn't yeah. correct him correctly, but he mentioned straight after that it yeah. was Austria. 
I mean, yeah. uh, have we, um, did we talk much about the Alexander Wolf thing? I might not have been around for a few We're just years. about to get on to that match now. Yeah, okay, yeah. Match. yeah so obviously, um, Undisputed Era versus Imperium finished the night and straight away. Match they, went way too long. Again, they did yeah. not need 40 minutes. Now I understand it's like World's Clay, they're trying to push it as like a NXT type thing because they were calling it now the first in a live new series. So yeah. I assume it's going to be a World's Clay either every year or every yeah. six months so, or so. Last last year they did it at Rumble as was it Rumble or Mania? It was one of the two, and it was two hundred five live versus NXT UK versus Rumble. NXT. Yeah. That was Rumble and, last year, and yeah, it was all kind of very like this. And they decided that no, we're scrapping two hundred five, and we're just going to have it as a a one one on one now, and it's going to be the same going forward. So NXT versus NXT UK is going to happen going forward. Is Brian Kendrick on NXT UK now? I don't know who Brian Kendrick is. You don't know the Brian Kendrick? So I, had I, to I mean, I do know who he is, but I've not so, seen him. I know he's a big, like, he was massive in training. Like, he was training a lot of people beforehand. Um, he fought Devlin or Banks. One Paul of says them, he is. The qualifier. Him being over there is kind of like Ono, because he yeah. is a player coach. Like, he trains and stuff background, and that is massive for NXT UK if he's over helping train people. Um, there you go. He fought Banks as a qualifier for it. Um, but yeah, he's he's a massive get for NXT UK. He's going to be over there helping the guys. Sorry, just went a bit off topic. But... That's fine. Yeah. So yeah, the, like in terms of the match, like you say, it went a bit long. So the undisputed era immediately tapped Wolf, um, and took him out of the match, which I Literally. guess. Um, yeah, like he, he was backstage receive, receiving medical treatment. I don't know whether he actually was legitimately injured or whether oh, he, was, was he got fucked. He got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was completely KO'd. Um, he didn't. T- oh, no, he, he he left his chin out apparently, which is what he said in the um, uh, in in his tweet later on. And Bobby Fish knees him dead on, and he's just out. He lays completely on his back. Fish hasn't realised how badly he's caught him. Starts to pin him. You can hit. What's the bloody ref's name? The one who's in. Huh? Drake. Yeah, so he goes. Um, he says, arm, arm, arm. Or he says, arm, quite loudly during it. And then at that point, Fish sort of half, sort of half lets go. And then he doesn't count the three, but he sort of tilts his arm, uh, tilts Alexander Wolf's arm back a bit to make it look like that he's tucked his arm under. Nigel McGuinness spots this and calls it on the fly. And it it all sort of seemed quite seamless when it's very clear that Alexander Wolf yeah. is very much knocked the fuck out. I think you need to give credit to the seven wrestlers that are in this match. Like all seven of them are experienced; they've all been about yeah. for years. And the fact that they were able to on the fly adapt whatever spots Wolf would have been in, yeah, and just carry that match on is fucking class. Are you right? Yeah, well, yeah. Ref put the X up, didn't he? Yeah, he put the X up straight away. Um, so I I was playing FIFA whilst watching this, so I missed the first part of of the game because I was in a bit. So I I I actually missed the first part of the match because I wasn't concentrating. But the rest of the match seemed so seamless. That's why I said I'm not sure whether it was a work or whether no, it was fair. actually. That's in. fair. Um, but yeah, like the the rest of the match, like you say, was so seamless that I didn't realize that he wasn't supposed to be a part, or he was supposed to be a part of the rest of the match. So yeah, um, perfect kind of. Uh, wrestling from the guys that are in it um some absolutely fantastic spots obviously walter's chops always going to pop the boys but there was some absolutely cracking ones um do Roger, you think uh, we get walter cole at mania it's plausible i don't see why you wouldn't they haven't had a singles match yet have they no nope. 
winner takes all. Not necessarily winner takes all because you don't want the two titles in the one That's round that mixes it too much. But it was just my thought whenever we had UE versus Imperium that much. And there wasn't that match between the two champions. And I think they could eventually build that and it'll be a big match. And putting it in Mania, maybe. Yeah. Would work. It, it, it's not a bad shout and it solves that problem. If you do put uh, DIY back together permanently, it solves the problem was what does Cole do for Mania? There's even a possibility that that could go on the Mania card and you could have um, Cole defend the title the night before on TakeOver. Sorry. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, so we're, we're, we're doing a bit of Carl O'Reilly appreciation in the chat. I love Carl O'Reilly. I've been a massive fan for him for ages, especially when he does his sort yeah. of, uh, when he does his sort of fake knocked out ones uh, segments or where, uh, what was it, back falls onto his face yeah and oh god he crumples absolutely falls apart when um Walter chops him he's yeah, <laughs> fucking bad, him. Bad downwards you, chop yeah you lads need to go and have a look at some of the promo slash feud between uh o'reilly and adam cole and roh yes i've seen some it of it was fucking fantastic like they carried roh for about a year and a half yeah on those two feuding alone for the title they were fucking class it was some of the Red Dragon sit down segments, or like when they, uh, they do like sit down interview things, and they're just brilliant. It's really funny. It's up there with Panda Express levels of entertainment. I love Panda Express. Sorry, uh, that's a random, random segue. Go on, as you were. Like, just, just in terms of that, Kylo Riley, I should have put in my match of the year from last year. He, um, I, I didn't think about it at the time, but in Progress's Super Strong Style 16. Um, his first round match was the best match I think I've ever seen in my life. It was just absolutely incredible. Um, I I go back and watch that a million times and be happy to just watch that as the only match I'd ever watch for the rest of my life. He's an incredible wrestler. I can't remember who was fighting. I'm trying to find it, but yeah, like Kylo Riley, I think could be the if if they when Bobby Fish because obviously he's like 15 years older than him. Yeah. I think Kylo Riley could be the one out of Undisputed Era that could have the biggest longevity as a single star? Because obviously Cole is late 30s. No, he's not. Is he still early 30s? I, I think Cole's about 30. I the, There's not that many years between Cole and O'Reilly, if I'm right. Really? Cole was born in 89, so he is maybe 31, 30. He comes 31 in July. So Cole is still young as fuck as well, like... Yeah, so in that case, yeah, like either of them. But I'd like to see them feud as well, like Roderick Strong again. But these guys eventually need to split so I can see them fight each other because it'd be incredible. No, they need to get on the main roster and fight fucking Kevin Owens. Please, give it to me. It was Chris Ridgeway that Kyle O'Reilly fought, and like I say, it was the best match I watched last year. O'Reilly's 32, by the way, my bad. So O'Reilly's uh, two older. years older than Cole. Oh. Anyway, right, so that I think that's the end, the end of the show. Of that was the end of Words Glad. Swimman, did you watch AEW this week? <clears throat> oh, yes, I did. Welcome back, son. Oh, yes, <laughs> I did. Come back. Come back, everyone. I've just been sat chilling. We have an air horn sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course, yeah, we yeah, was yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. <laughs> well, I, I, I genuinely nearly fell asleep, sat upright. <laughs> <sighs> not not oh, because of you guys. That is, not, that is not a dig at you guys. That's, that's so your title, Chris. 
podcast title. I genuinely nearly fell asleep. There we go. There we go. That's it. For goodness sake. Everything that I say just becomes a pod title. Um, I really enjoyed um, AEW this week because I don't know why. I think having it on the Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea made it have this real independent feel to it. Um, but it didn't do with the fact that Moxie was a pirate. It, it felt and, to yeah, me like Mox, a, I read it that looked as like a, the ECW arena almost the way it was set out. What an actual building in Philly! Yeah, but it compared like, to a boat, it had man. it had the balcony over the top. Like you to start with, until they did the white wide shots, you couldn't tell it was a boat. It was just people stood round with a balcony over the top, and it yeah, was very. I because that was like the top deck, wasn't it? People looking yeah. down from the top <laughs> deck. That one chief. Not gonna lie, what I wanted was Lonely Island to come out. Yes. And <laughs> just I'm on a boat. Shut <laughs> it. What do you need? Look at the motherfucking boat. <laughs> um. So there, there was a lot of decent stuff in AEW this week, and there's one bit that we will. Wait, do you want to do it the way you do every other instead take... of dropping straight to the bad bit? Do you want to like? Do it in order. I was going to do the. I was going to get the bad bit out of the way. No, no, do it in order. Why don't we do the way we've done every other episode? This. Yeah, do it in order. All right. I know Um, you were nearly sleeping. Like, fuck, come on. Standards. The tag team championship match was first. So, Hangman Page versus uh, and Kenny Omega versus SCU. SCU. This. I don't know if uh, who called that Page and Omega were winning the titles. I think I said they would, but... Because I genuinely think didn't think the, they were going to win it. The rest, I didn't even know. Right. Yeah, I think, I think I you know. did, and the rest of us said that they'd split tonight. So I'll, I'll explain why I thought they were going to win it really quick. Um, it livens up the tag division. So the AW tag division has been really quickly, everyone has fought SCU, and everyone has fought the Elite, or not the Elite, the Young Bucks. Whereas if you put Hangman on Omega, you're keeping Omega fresh, keeping him kind of what I said about Rollins as well. You keep him away from the title, you keep him fresh. He works for Hangman. Hangman eventually gets over more, and they can now go and have matches. I'm looking forward to seeing those two fight Lucha Bros in a feud, fight PMP, fight eventually Young Bucks, which they kind of tease. Oh, yeah, that was massive. Um, tease, like, it, there's man? a lot of matches you could see these two going and fighting um, that'll be fresher than had. SU Capita had the Young Bucks won it and they had to cycle through the other ones. They did teases a little bit though. Yeah, they te- um, there's a tease later there's on. a bit because there's no, well, no, during the match they teased me a little bit because I thought they were going to split in the match. They teased it where Hangman delivered a bookshot Lariat and took out Omega. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is, they're, they're doing it. They're pulling the trigger on it. So I think um, that would defeat a lot of people into believing that was what was going to happen because that was obviously all the internet rumors were. This is where Hangman will turn because he's obviously having the issues really late. I think it was put that spot mid-match and then people will be like, oh shit, oh it's shit, it's happening. Happen. And then just yeah. waiting for it to happen and then yeah. it doesn't. And the... I'd, I'd like to see the turn happen when they finally fight the Young Bucks. I I think you can leave it for six months at this point and have it have... Because obviously at the end of the match, instead of celebrating with the, the Elite, Page fucks off, gets himself a beer, and then crowds. He grabs two beers so, and, the crowd and he was and... talking about how he had won the match, not yeah. they had won the yeah. match. Yeah, because so he, there's that. there's little little subtle things 
But he kind of did win it mostly on his own. Genuinely, yeah, he he took them both out with Buckshot Lariats to win the title. But at the same time, if he'd have been on his own for the entire match, it would have been a totally different match. So Omega was still part of it. Question, Matt. Yes. So about three months ago, you said of Adam Page, he shifts, he's mediocre, and all he has is his cowboy shit, right? Yeah. Has your opinion changed on it him has. in the last three months? It has. And, like, a, a lot of what I'm going to say <laughs> um, this week will probably shock people, but I'm turning more towards AEW being my favourite of the two shows. Boom. Because after three months of build, we're fi- uh, there's finally backstory that I know. Obviously, there's always been backstory, but they never they never explain the backstory to anybody. But now I get an understanding of the backstory, and there's things to work off, and they they are actually working off them. And they might have been doing that for the last three months. I just don't know that they've been doing that because they haven't they haven't informed a viewer who doesn't watch being the elite and does and hasn't watched them in Ring of Honor and New Japan and any of the other indies that they fought each other on. Matt, we're going to need you to say that again. That bit where you were talking about which is becoming your favourite, it's, it's uh, a viewer request, so just... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, AEW yeah. is my favourite Wednesday night show at the moment. Oof, I just Ab- shivers. Oof. Absolute limb. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a very good match. I like. It's very difficult to kind of have a match in such a small space around the ring. Sorry to interrupt you. Chris is coming back here a second. When he comes back, we need Matt to repeat himself. (laughs) Okay, okay. We'll wait until he gets here. Tell me me when he's arrived. He's getting abused. He looks like he might be putting earphones in, but he might be getting abused. Sorry. sorry. Oh, so Matthew is... Yeah, Matt's going to say something, Chris. He's said it twice already, and the the crowd can't believe it. We need him to say it so that you can hear it. So, for Chris's benefit... Of the Wednesday night shows at the moment, AEW is my favourite. Boom! <laughs> my God! <laughs> my God! I did shocked Jack face, but no one saw it because I wasn't big on your screen. I did. I did big overreaction. Okay. Uh, um... Um, yeah. So I really, I was just about to say, like having having it on the deck of a ship means that it's a very small space around the ring, which made it quite. Interesting to see how they do extra spots. Um, like I think Kazarian was in the crowd at one point, and uh, it, it was pretty cool. But um, yeah, it's, I think the outcome was a shock for most of us, apart from Tyus, because you know what he's like. Um, <laughs> but I, it, I, I'm intrigued where this goes because later on in the show, there was a bit where they're having a celebratory drink and. Um, the young books came That's up. Let's not skip ahead. Let's continue. No, I'm only joking. Go ahead. <laughs> and uh, I think the young books came to congratulate them, and then he was like, "Oh, so uh, we we won this before you did? Like <laughs> you're the best tag team in the world? Oh!" And then walked off. Omega's um, looking quite sheepish, like, uh... <laughs> yeah, which was quite, it was quite cool. I think it's so almost. That throws back to, I think it might have been on the Being the Elite, and Chris can back me up because he watched it this week. I did, I watched Being the, the Elite. Being the Elite, where Omega's getting changed with the Unbox before the four way match last week. Yeah, yeah. I saw and that. Hangman walks in and is like, Kenny, what, what are you, Kenny, what are you doing? Yeah. And he pulls Kenny out of the room, and Kenny walks out into the hallway. 
And Hangman's like, we're fighting those guys tonight. What are you doing? You can't change there. And Kenny's like, oh, oh, yes, I, I didn't think. Yeah. And Hangman's like, right, I've saved the spot and walks out. So then Kenny goes in and tells Matt, who's making him a coffee at that point or something. He's making him a coffee. He's like, uh, I've, I've got to go. I'll, I'll catch you later. And he takes his coffee or whatever and fucking goes away. So they're playing off. That is the being the elite stuff that obviously only the hardcore fan base will see. But I like that they're building it on TV as well. Kind of what Matt said earlier. Like they're building it so that people that are only watching the TV show are now getting bits of the same story so they yeah. can understand where they're going. I also yeah. like that they're building Marty Jannetty to have a one million one million dollar oh, contract. That's, Marty Jannetty <laughs> said that was brilliant. Like, to be that was so I knew there was a title Marty, and I went, "Oh, it's gonna be Jannetty, isn't it?" Yeah, same thing. <laughs> yeah, what can we right? So obviously, Matt, back on. You, you won't have seen this, but if we're quickly recapping that Marty segment, I loved how self-aware they were mocking each other. Yeah, like uh, they were talking about the Marty thing and Nick throws a load of jobs like oh fucking might as well hire Eric fucking Bischoff and then there's the too many cooks and like <laughs> yeah. all, the, all the insults they've had thrown at them they're throwing at Kenny when he's talking right he's like yeah we'll, we'll they think they're talking about Marty Scarlett at this point like, we'll give him Booker and we'll give him like seven figures and they're throwing all these things that basically <laughs> what is reported that Marty got that go to ROH yeah, and Kenny's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, how did he sound? Did he sound like uh, fresh? Kenny's like, I mean, he he sounded happy. And it's just, uh, yeah, he's a veteran. And Nick's like, I mean, I, I guess Marty's Marty's a veteran. And I'm like, yeah, he's been a bit of it. And then obviously that's where they built the whole thing. The segment you should go and watch it. Like, I'm not doing it justice. It was. It was funny. Kenny, Kenny was it? He gave up. Uh, um... Uh, he called it. He had to oh, call when they he calls him oh, back, and he's Shawn Michaels is there. Oh, he calls him back, and he goes, "Are you putting heck and bottom up?" And then he's talking to Shawn for like twenty minutes, and it's like, "Oh yeah, I guess I could, I could guess, I could guess coach at the PC." And, <laughs> and then, can you put Marty back on? So he eventually tells Marty he can't offer it and stuff, and he's like, "What? You're putting your kid on?" He's like, "Don't put your kid on," and I was like, "Was it?" Sean, hi again, Sean. And it's just like the little references, like Heartbreak Kid and all that stuff. It's fucking fantastic. And I, I literally, one of my favorite starts there, BTA, in the last I, fucking year. Like, I think I'm going to have to start watching Being the Elite properly now because that was brilliant. I, I couldn't stop laughing at that. It's fantastic. Brilliant. Um, then we go away and watch it. Back to A-Dub this Wednesday. Yeah. Um, Britt Baker had a match against Priscilla Kelly. This is the first time we've seen Priscilla Kelly since All Out in the Battle Royale. She impressed me more than Britt. Like, Britt, Priscilla Kelly is obviously married I, to Darby Allen. See, yeah. I, I thought it was... I don't want to sound awful because they're both decent wrestlers. It didn't look oh, good. Wrestlers, though, it wasn't, it, it, it didn't it wasn't look great good. compared to, and I'll say this happily, it wasn't great compared to NXT women's roster. They have a far better roster. I thought it was possible. Like, it was okay women's mm. wrestling. It wasn't as bad as, it as was we've seen the Nightmare Collective in the ring again. Until after the match. Yes, no, absolutely. I, I'll hammer the after the match segment myself, so I knew you were going to light up this. Uh, Jordan Taylor is just getting the Apologies, uh, you can't see Chris's stream. He's just blew up the big head, the bobblehead Jordan Devlin. <laughs> up on the 
But no, after the match, the best thing to come out of after the match was fucking Tony Tony Giovanni's reaction when Britt Baker goes, Oh Tony, we all love you and we all know you need this job because obviously you were working in Starbucks before this. And it cuts to Tony and Tony looks away and it's like, What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so you can tell no one told him that pot was coming. And his yeah. old reaction, his angry face went, What the yeah. I was just like, that is life. That is all I need. Is that the thing? Yeah. The thing is, you can really tell that this segment died on its ass. Apart from that, yeah. because she's speaking and she's going off, and the crowd are just not on it, and the crowd and they come away when she's still talking, and she's still talking, and the crowd are just going, uh, yeah. "What is going on?" Jay, Jay, and then Jar's going, "I don't know what else is going I don't know where this is going, so let's go to a second. Let's go to an ad break. Three-day show and people know it is. And JR just goes, you know what? We're going to an advert break. They just fucking turned to like a promo package or something. Guess what? Britt Baker was thrown thrown under the bus. (laughs) You were working in Starbucks and I'm a freaking dentist. That's just, that's the Tony. What the fuck? <laughs> it was, it was, it was absolute trash. But it was Funny. the only segment on this show that was absolute trash. Yeah, that was the one segment that made me go, oh fuck. And probably the reason for that was Brandy couldn't find her passport or something. <laughs> we didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, then we had the Jurassic, Jurassic Jurassic Express versus the Inner Circle in a uh, <laughs> six-man tag match. What are you laughing at? I've only just looked at the stream. The photos changed. For our listeners who haven't been in the chat um, on our oh, Twitter, <laughs> we went been replaced. <laughs> So, Jordan Devlin he had a picture with Triple H after he won the Cruiserweight title and they enlarged his head and Chris is messing around with it on stream to put everybody off. And um, now it's Tony Schiavone looking at Brett Baker like, what do you mean I work for Starbucks? Well, he actually looks away. That's the funny thing. That's why I laugh when camera caught it. Because like, he looks away to be off camera and goes, what the fuck? And like, the camera's just pointing back out of someone someone. Brett must have popped the director or whatever that she was going to yeah. do, but not Tony, because the director was right on it, like it was square on fucking Tony. What's he going to do when we pop the Starbucks reference? <laughs> it's gift of the year. I'm going to use it for everything. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, so back to Jericho with the inner circle against Jurassic I like, Express. I like this, right? The match was good. It showed off like the Jurassic Express is what they can do. But I like the fact that Jericho's going out of his way to work with the younger guys that he has seen something in. Mm. So he has said already, he's talked about all three members of Lucha. I almost called them Lucha Express. Mm. <laughs> Fucking Jurassic Express. He's talking about all three members of them as being huge stars for the future. Like Marco, he loves Marco despite yeah. being like the size of like fucking what an 11 year old. Um, your man, what do you call him? Jungle Boy. He's talking about him and he's talking about Luchasaurus. I love actually Dak's got a good point. I love the crowd mm. singing Judas as he came I out. love that as well. That I was, was like this is this is this is like AEW's version of Shinsuke when they sing Shinsuke, but this is just Don't a say different that level. Go off. Yeah, it's, it's just like, a different it, le- this was just a different it, level. It's called the Jericho's 
Yeah, I know. They were all like, there was no way he was going to get the reaction that he'll need because he's literally pouring them all shots half an hour before this is happening. And the drinks are free, which we learned during Hangman's fucking accent. It's like, (laughs) there's people that'll buy him a beer and then, oh, they're all free. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Any wonder he's getting fucking beers handed to him for his accent. But yeah, this is good. This is a good match. Um, it's doing the right things. Obviously. I forgot who won. I'm not uh, it was by Jericho. Jericho. Yeah. yeah, Jericho. The, the, the um, finish of this was brilliant. So Jericho can't get one over on Jungle Boy in a one-on-one situation. He tries to get a, get over Jungle Boy in this tag match and doesn't. Marco Stunt gets tagged in, and even though he's basically oh, yeah, a child, he hit him with the Judas Effect elbow that he reserves for his biggest matches and then celebrates like he's just won the FA Cup final after a 94th minute winner. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, it was it was brilliant the way that he yeah. celebrated after cool. basically assaulting a child. <clears throat> and Jake, have you seen... Do you know, so, do you know there's this meme going around where it's like Facebook, Tinder? Have you seen the one of Jake Hager? Where it's just the yeah. same picture of Jake Hager's face <laughs> for all four. Yeah, the, at, the, at the end of this match, him and uh, Luchasaurus had brawl into the back as well, aren't they? Yeah, Luchasaurus disappears before the match is over. And I believe... Hager up the ramp. And I believe Hager versus Luchasaurus has been booked for next week, I've read somewhere. That's Hager's first... That's his first match hasn't wrestled because of his Bellator commitments. That's interesting. I've read that. I don't know whether that's true. That's just Mm. what I've read. Fair. Uh, Joey Janela versus MJF. MJF was the longest intro ever. I think Joey Janela was too busy getting those free drinks in, I think. Um, he, he took forever to get to the ring, but it worked because obviously he had um, MJF doing MJF heel things. So that the reason that entrance is long is it was working on an ad. Uh, working on an ad break, which is why MJF was cutting the promo and doing heel things. It was to fill the time for the ad break. If you're watching on Fight TV, you'd see it. See, but it's on an ad break, and then when it comes back, they bring Joey out rather than having Joey enter on an ad. Yeah, because ITV showed all of that. Well, there you go. Yeah, I'm sure they cut some important bits, but yeah. Oh, probably. Like they you'll probably, probably talk. You'll probably talk about something in a minute. I'm like, not a clue. Um, probably. Probably yeah. Tony Schiavone's, Schiavone's bit. You know. No, they didn't. They kept that in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this this was okay. It's. The thing is, MJF is a decent wrestler, and he's very, very good. But because of his character, you don't see, see him do a lot because he's obviously always trying to get out of the ring. He's trying to get out of the way. Um, so it's really it, it's really just, a yeah, I'll do as much in as little as possible yeah. um, to get the win. Um, I think he, it's interesting, though. Whenever AEW was first announced and they were first announcing their their big show. I don't know if it was the one before they were a company. I think it was the one after. These were two of the guys they had front and center to try and promote like they were going to send young people. It was Joey Janela and MJF doing stuff during the press conferences. And to see the fact that MJF is now, I'd say he's upper upper mid hmm. heel, and Janela is kind of floating because is if we're being honest, on? if we're being honest, Moxley kind of took his gimmick that he was going to be. He was going to be the hardcore wrestler that would go and wrestle Havoc and all those boys. And Moxie's came in and obviously been a, a higher tier of that. Yeah. But I like that Joey's getting the chance now to feud. Like, he had a win over Phoenix, I believe, on Dark. And then now he's feuding with 
Kip Sabian yeah. over fucking Kip having his axe misses. And I believe Joey and uh, fuck, I forget her name, but I believe they're like really good friends still, even though they're not together. Penelope Ford. Yeah, there you go. And they're building this feud, and I want to see where it goes because it could end up with one of the two of them moving up the cart. Um, creative teams put something in the chat which says Cornette hated this match with Joey and the end of the match stuff. Um, Chris has then responded in the chat with what I was about to say, which is Cornette hates everything. Uh, <laughs> he loves the NWA part. No, wait. <laughs> okay. no, never. <laughs> we uh, yeah, so the end of the match, um, no Wardlow because Wardlow was preparing for his steel cage hey, match. Yeah. Uh, in other words, he wasn't invited on the cruise. Is the the real story probably? Um, no, they they needed him not to be there for the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the end segment, they needed Wardlow not to be there for half yeah, my time. They needed MJF to be. So it's it's made MJF look stupid, which is the right way. The heel is the one who's supposed to look stupid, not the face. And yeah. you've probably been confused by WWE. He looks ruining stupid, that. He's, he covered by, he's covered okay, by he's covered by the Cody Cantelli. He looks arrogant and yeah. cocky. Okay. Um, he he hasn't thought about the entire thing. He said that Cody can't touch him. He hasn't said that none of Cody's friends can touch him. Yeah. And he hasn't thought about that. And that's kind of... and they, Yeah, you're right. He needed uh, Wardlow not to be there so mm. that they could do that end spot. Yeah, so Young Bucks come down. Um, so Cody comes out and cuts a promo and says, oh, you can't touch me. And he's like, you can't touch me. You can't touch me. And he's like, yeah, I know. I can't touch you. But and then as he's walking back down the ramp, uh, with his back to the to the to the stage, the young books are like sneaking up behind him. He's like, "I can't touch you, but they can." And then they super kick him. They then they then decide to throw him in the pool, um, which I think some people have got hate on. Some people thought it was pretty cool. I was gimmicky. It doesn't matter. It gives a. It's a nice spot. They're on a boat. They had a pool. They used it. But my yeah. one concern is, and I said this thing was the easement for the pod, yeah. It it kind of puts a heelish light on Cody in the box. Now I understand they were outwitting the heel and MJF, who's the big bad in this story. But you you usually don't see three faces triple team. Well, no, it's it's the, it's the face own. getting it's it's the heel getting his upcomings, isn't it? Oh, that's not the that's not the right word. Come up, come up, that's the, yeah, that's the right word. I'm really tired. <laughs> but they've they've used this this segment as well to do the match for next week, which is going to be Butcher and the Blade versus the Box, which yeah. gives us another interesting tag match, and we'll see what can happen. Yeah, I think I think I said this to you when you meant you mentioned it. I kind of think they should have just super kicked him and that then be done with it. Um, I don't know. Again, they have but again, yeah, you gimmick of yeah, being no, on no, a I, boat. I agree with that. It's it's the hill needs to look stupid occasionally, and this is one of those times where it happens. Fair. So yeah. yeah, it makes it makes sense to me. Um, so then the main event was um, Pack versus Uar. My name's Jimmy John because uh, he was a, dressed as a pirate. Oh yeah, that's well, right. dressed as a pirate, he's got an eye patch because you know last week happened with Jericho and spikes from his jacket. Um, what do we I, think? I like this match. It was decent length. It was a good match. My one, if I'm picking a bone on it, my one thing is, uh, it's good that the refs decided not to use his 10 count when they fucked off up onto the upper deck and stuff for spots. And I'm like, that's that's not how wrestling should be. If you have a rule where you can't be outside the ring for longer than 10 or 20 seconds, whatever it is, you can't just go, nah. 
fuck it and ignore that rule. That's my but, one nitpick about it. You can uh, kind of see it on the flip side, though, where they want a conclusion who's going to face Jericho, therefore yeah, leniency. They're copying the, the, um, the New Japan way of doing it, aren't they? If the, if the ref knows that they want a, a thing, the referee just decides not to... Not to yeah, place Red Shoes is good at that. that. I couldn't read it a false cut anywhere or something if you're going to do that shit. Like it's, I don't like it, but it's the way that they've been brought up. Wrestle, oh, not brought up, but they've they've wrestled that style for yeah. for a while. Obviously, most of them have done stints in New Japan, um, and that's just the way it is. And I I'm, I agree with you. I think they should have either made it a false count anywhere match or an ODQ match or something so that they could have done that spot. But yeah, I think you, like. That is a bit of a nitpick at the end of the day. Yeah, honestly, that was my one nitpick from the segment. It was a great match. The two of them worked really well together. Even at the end, when Moxley loses his bandage, they cover mm. his eye pretty well and then get the small plaster almost over his eye. Yeah. I think that was on already, I think. I, I, I could have swore it wasn't there when he was hitting his... Uh, what do you call that move? The Dirty Deeds or the fucking... Um, but maybe it was, and I just didn't notice it because it was flesh color. Yeah. But they did that pretty well. Like they worked it all well, and the two of them had a great match. And Pac will then go on, and they eventually, because they confirmed Omega confirmed that Pac would still get his rubber match with Omega, despite yeah. Omega being a tag champ. So I can see that going down well, and just we'll get a Moxley Jericho mm. eventually. I think for me, the the Moxley Pack match, I'd want to see it again without the eye stuff. Yeah. Because I think that match could have been significantly better without that storyline in, if that makes sense. Um, that that storyline was to build, like, as soon as Mox went in with that, you knew he had to win the match because Jericho, you're, you're building a feud against Jericho. Mm. You're not going to have Pac then face Jericho in the next pay-per-view. No, um, true. But... It's it's good story, like it's it's a good way to build it, and it's a, something different. I mean, okay, it's a repeat of some eighties bullshit thing. Yeah, Nobody gives a fuck road, about. Road. I um, don't know. Um, yeah, like no one gives a fuck about the eighties, so that's fine. You can redo stuff about. Dusty Rhodes because he's dead and nobody cares. Have you noticed since Max became an AEW mark, he's completely changed his view on this because <laughs> Cody was just he's just rehashing the eighties, fucking Cody, fucking. <laughs> 80s mark blah and now it's like it's, oh you can do it it's, it's the 90s stuff cares. i don't like it's the 90s stuff i don't like because that's in living memory people who yeah. were out in the 80s are dead now well <laughs> that's a bit <laughs> false but we'll go with that um but yeah that sets up i think it's revolution isn't it yeah the next pay-per-view which i think is end of february it's, uh, 29th. Yeah, they yeah. didn't call it Lethal Leap Year. Like, uh, 29th. What did you call the WWE show they done the skit show about the Southern Wrestling promotion? Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Yeah, Southpaw, where they had Lethal Leap Year. Yes. Um, I still wanted them to do something along those lines, but they called it Revolution. I was like, oh. mm. <laughs> um, So the one thing I was going to say is I know the guy's an asshole, but I kind of respect his opinion when he talks about wrestling. So Bully Ray. Yeah, was talking about the Moxley uh, Jericho feud and was saying AEW are doing main event level uh, storytelling, as uh, in the, the shit show from t- like WWE or actual. No, well, he's called it main event storytelling. I don't know. I don't like. I listened to it, but it didn't sound like he was assaulting WWE. I think he was more giving it a compliment that 
this is actually the sort of stuff they should be booking their show around. Like, yeah, there's a few, they've got reasons for it. There's tit for tat and stuff like that. And it's not just, I hate you. We're going to have five matches till a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not, not that I'm shitting on that. Sometimes that works, but there are times where for me personally, is like, I don't like seeing say Omega's feuding with Hangman in the future. I don't want to see them fight on four weekly shows and then have a pay-per-view match that might have a stipulation in it. I'd rather they sort of keep them away or maybe put them in a tag match against each other and sort of feud it that way rather than giving that singles match away on TV and then expecting people to go and pay for it long term. Yeah. yeah. Um, big question from Jack. Um, he, he's obviously not here, but he's given us a question. Um, will AEW and NXT get on the same levels of viewership as Raw and SmackDown? If so, when do you reckon that will be? They, I think they will. Two years time. I think they will, but yeah, I don't think it'll be in 2020. And I think it might be at the expense of WWE's main roster um, view, um, viewership. I think I think you'll st- you'll start to see the SmackDown and the Raw numbers crawl, and the AEW numbers rise higher and higher and higher, and then it's going to get a bit more interesting in the next year or so. I reckon. Yeah, because yeah. uh, AEW this week was eight hundred and seventy-one thousand, and yeah. NXT was seven hundred and sixty-nine thousand. Yeah, I so would they're... like to see the fight TV numbers released for AEW. They're not going to do it because it's paid sub and they don't have to do it. But I would like to see what numbers they're drawing on fight TV and also what numbers WWE are drawing on the network now for NXT. If, if, if the fight TV numbers are massive, then AEW will release it 100%. They won't. They don't need to. And it's not a, a domestic thing. It's international. True. They've, got no they've got no interest. In they've already shown they've got no interest in their international people. Right, that's um, yeah. Is, is is that a point? To say? Are we going to talk about Rumble or are we? Are what we, are the we... Fuck? we need to talk about Rumble. Quick, it like, can be quick. We have... what happens on the pre-show anyway? We have all well for the first hour. You're going to get Sam Roberts and what's his face yeah. in shorts just chatting. Oh no, it's not because that's NXT. You, I know who you mean. Booker T will probably say something stupid. Um, yeah. Renee Young will be there, just you know, being Renee, Renee being, doing all, Renee being awesome. Um, but no, we we decided to do our predictions earlier this week um, so that they could be out on Twitter yesterday. So if you follow us on Twitter at MadBookersWP, you would have already seen it, um, courtesy of Jack. Um, we've all put our predictions in. I think we've all got very similar um, There's There's a few surprises results. here and there. but So um, I'll, I think it's probably easier if I read it for everybody and then we just kind of get our thoughts on it. Um, sure. So... With the four counts anywhere, Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin, um, only Chris and Jack have gone for Roman Reigns. The rest of us have gone for Corbin. Um, why my... have you gone for Corbin? Genuinely, I've gone I for Corbin. I, this is I'm doing what WWE do most years when it comes to Rumble. They have someone in a match um, throughout the night, or something happens in the Rumble where someone gets injured. This is a false count anywhere. It could be Baron Corbin throws him off some stupid high thing at this, wherever it is. It's a baseball stadium, isn't it? Probably throws him in some pit or something. I don't know. Um, And then Roman Reigns is like, oh, is Roman Reigns going to be in the Rumble because he's been injured or he's in the trainer's room and then he'll come out number 30 and win the Rumble. That's why I've done it. Spoiler, I picked Reigns for the Rumble. Um, Yeah, so like... There's if you're gonna have Reigns win the Rumble, which obviously four out of the five of us have chosen that, and um, you, you, you can't 
you can't then have him win a match earlier in the night as well because people will start to go, oh, it's old Roman Reigns book and you're pushing him too hard. It, de- it depends on all the match, you need though. to do. All you need to do is have Rudolph get involved because it's a false count anywhere match, so it's going to go all over the arena. There'll be somewhere away, like uh, Baron Corbin will take it somewhere away from the locker room where he's told Rudolph to go and hide. So that the Usos are over the other side of the stadium and you're going to get them running towards it as quickly as they can to come and help. But because it's a three-on-one for that that period of time, Corbin manages to get the pin. Then you're going to get a bit of a fracas and it's going to be chaos. But Corbin will have the win. Then Roman throws Corbin out of the rumble. I, okay. I, I don't want to agree with Matt, but it makes, it makes sense that you give Corbin the win, he does something on the pay-per-view, and then... If Reigns going to win later on, nobody's going to be talking about the fact they lost to Corbin. It's going to be oh, who you no one cares about this feud anymore anyway. No, no one really cared about it in the first place. But but I mean, if 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 Reigns and Corbin put on a really good match, and you know, it looks like Reigns is going to lose, and then it's built up in in the if if it's a good match, in the sense that Reigns overcomes the odds and wins, and it doesn't get bad attention, which I don't think it will at the moment, then you can have Reigns win double. It doesn't make any sense to no, any of us. Like, you can do it both ways, but for me, it's kind of just... I think it makes more sense to give Corbin okay, the okay, win. So Corbin has sense. something to do post-Rumble is, I beat Reigns and he's going to be the champion, blah, blah, blah. He, he gets up the rant about something, and then Roman will be like, fuck you. I'm oh, yeah, and I guess at next pay-per-view, it'll be Reigns and Corbin for the um, number one contender spot. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. he could do put that up against it. But yeah, it, it, the feud isn't going in. It's... Or is it fast lane? It's, it's elimination Chamber. chamber or Red balls of fire. I was going to say, um, there's oh, a God. Saudi show at the end of Feb, and I'm not sure if that's before or after Chamber. Mm. Don't really care. Um, Shorty G and Sheamus. Well, Sheamus, isn't it? Obviously, um, we've all gone for Sheamus. Yeah. I think you cannot have Sheamus come back. It's his first pay per view appearance. I was, I was torn. Uh, part of me thought that Sheamus might be coming back to help put over younger talent. And he could easily job he the could easily do that as well. Um, Not yet. No, you need to build Seamus back up a bit first. But before yeah, you is, really, is he really going to do him. that? To I think we all checked that as well, no. we? Yeah, we did. So, yeah. Like, you've, you've <laughs> got to have... You've got to have Seamus win on his first pay-per-view back. It, otherwise, it just makes no sense. Yeah. Um, United States Championship, Andrade versus Humberto. So, Andrade defended it in a ladder match on Monday and won against Ray. And now he's facing Humberto Carrillo. So the reason I picked it as well is because Ray came out and said he wants to have a her versus mask match with yeah. Andrade at Mania, and that has to be for the US title. Yeah, so, and that'd be a great match. Yeah, and, and I mean, Andrade I'm, 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 I'm sure... his head and Charlotte will cry. And blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But I'm sure Andrade and Humberto will put on a fantastic match, but oh, yeah. Andrade's got to win. Yeah. 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 Um, SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey versus Lacey Evans. Um, we have got another split. Jack has got Jack and me have gone Bailey this time, uh, and the rest have gone for Lacey Evans. Explain um, Bailey. Explain Bailey. Bailey's stale as fuck. Bailey's gone stale, um, massively stale, and Lacey is over. Yeah, Lacey did her name as a heel, yeah. and now she's 
over in terms of uh, SmackDown. The working mum gimmick, and it's great, yeah, and it's, it's I fine. I don't really know why I picked Bailey. I just picked Bailey. I think you have Lacey win. She beats Bailey, and then Sasha comes to fucking back up her mate, and you could have Sasha and Lacey feud until Mania. Yeah, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, Bailey's shit as a heel. Get rid of her. No, I don't think she shit as a heel. She, she, she fucking just, is. It's, it's no. trash. It's no. been trash from the start. I said it from the start. There's not been enough attention put on it. Bailey's yeah, not because, shit heel. Because she's not as attractive to Vince McMahon as Sasha Banks, and therefore she had to be put with Sasha Banks straight away, and Sasha Banks is there as the eye candy, and he goes, well, why don't we just give the eye candy the title? We can't have the, we can't go straight from Bailey to Sasha without turning. Therefore, we've got to transition it on to Lacey. Well, she's blonde and attractive anyway, so let's have her have the title for a bit, and then Sasha can take it off her at WrestleMania. So, I'm going to make a statement that covers like most of us here. I don't think we watch SmackDown enough to make statements like she's been really shit here. Yeah. Like, to me, it seems still, because like I've watched maybe highlights and bits and pieces, and it just it doesn't seem like it's got a story behind it. There's no real... like I could tell you what Becky's doing, because I know she's feuding with Asuka, and there's a long-term story there, and it makes sense. I couldn't tell you what Bailey's done. Yeah, but SmackDown is... Sh- part of the reason SmackDown's been shit is because the women's division is dead because they don't have anybody to go against Bailey because there's no faces in the women's division in, Lacey Evans. in thing, apart from Lacey Evans. And they've taken four months to get to the Lacey Evans match. Well, that's because they had but, to turn her from a heel to a face. But yeah, but Bailey's done... They, they, they did that in November. No, yeah. I... I agree with I agree with the statement that they, the the Smack the SmackDown women's division has been given little from what I know or what I've seen, which isn't a huge amounts granted. That they haven't they, not that much attention has been put on it. It's certainly others other people than the top two. All I hear about SmackDown every week is the Fiend done something and there's dog food involved. In yeah, that's it. In a like nutshell, literally, yeah. what comes out of SmackDown? With yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Becky versus Asuka. We've all gone for Becky Lynch. I um, wanted to go Asuka, but I but I get the feeling that that's gonna that could be a mania situation, or depending on what happens at the women's end of the rumble, which a few of us have got. Um, yeah, it's it, it's unclear, but it, like, it 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 would be it has to be a good match, and I'm sure it will be. The the whole story is this is the one person that I can't beat. You can't have. I'm, like you, you could have Asuka beat Becky again, but like Becky, her run for like she's been Raw Women's Champion since Mania last year. Can you name three matches she's had? I can name Lacey Evans and I can name Sasha Banks at Hell in a Cell. Other than that, I can't tell you who she fought. You see, I think title. I think Becky beats Asuka and then ends up either again against Charlotte or Ronda comes back and says she wants a Mania yeah. match. And they could even do a repeat of the last year's Mania match between those. But two. then Asuka gets shit on again. Yeah, yeah but Asuka's the tag champ at the minute. She's so you're not going to have her whole so, so, going in the thingy. She's Japanese, so Vince doesn't sentence. care. Okay. Um, then we have uh, the strap match between Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan for the oh, Universal Gimmick matches get on my tits. I mean, well, it's Daniel Bryan and Bray. It'll be a good match, but the Fiend's got to win. Yeah, I haven't cared good. about the Fiend since Hell in a Cell, but Daniel Bryan is not take, is not I, the person to take the title off him. I want to care about Daniel Bryan because he's back to like old Daniel Bryan. Yeah. It's not long beard, scraggly hair. He's back to like 
American Dragon down yeah. the ground, and I want him to go. And, and I think he's set in. up after Mania. He'll go on a run. They'll keep him away from Roman, and he'll go on a run and do well, and then eventually he'll have his match for Roman. I think they might have him take this. Is, is he on SmackDown? So it's the IC title over there. I think they might have him have a decent run with that and try and build that title back up Does again. Does Nakamura have that? or Nakamura. He fought somebody for it. Wow. Um, Nakamura's not even on the card. Yeah, Nakamura's fucking shit. But if Brian loses to Thingy, you could eventually build Nakamura and Brian together. And they would, like, I know Nakamura has, it's almost extreme Orton syndrome, where if Nakamura doesn't care about who he's fighting, he's going to put on a shit match. Yeah. Um, I think he would. I think Brian and Nakamura would tear the house down. Yeah. Mm. I think you're right there. Okay. Uh, women's Rumble, we've mm. all picked our winners. So there was a big debate in our DMs about this because, like, we all said there's a safe pick and not. Now, I haven't gone for my safe pick. Everybody else has. I safe haven't. Pick, is that Ronda then? The safe no, pick? No, the safe pick, everyone was saying was Shayna Baszler. No, no. I, safe I, pick apart from Chris. Chris Ronda is, the only is surely the safe pick. I don't think there is a safe pick. Ronda's the safe pick. Ronda was highest on odds for ages. I, 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 I genuinely think. The women's rumble was the I I found the women's rumble the hardest to pick, um, like, only because there's not been that many people announced for it. First of all, um, I know that's a, that's a conversation for an, another podcast because we could talk about oh there's yeah. been 27 men and whatever. But I genuinely was like, have we seen Charlotte's wrestled because she did the bit in BT over here, so she can wrestle. She's not injured because I thought she was injured for some strange reason. Charlotte's been announced for the Rumble, but she was announced for the Rumble, so I was like, hmm. Charlotte Flair hasn't won the Rumble yet. I think that is probably the but way. Then who that does they Charlotte Flair go and fight? Whoever. I wouldn't. Yeah, like Doesn't Charlotte really Flair is is the is the only other person out the, that hasn't been picked that has a chance of winning it, other than Ronda. Or I Shane don't it. think Ronda or Shane, Shane is, is safe. safe. Not Shane, safe Shane is the safe bet. Ronda is an outside bet because she's supposed to be on an impregnation vacation. She's oh. been filming TV stuff. She's just gone quiet recently, which makes me think that there's a chance that she's gone quiet because she doesn't want people to know where she is. Let me pitch this to you, right? Shayna wins the Rumble and then says she wants to fight Rhea. Does that not put NXT's division over the fucking moon? Yeah. I saw something Which like is why this. I think it's a safe bet. And I'm... puts Rhea Baszler on Mania instead of her going for Becky or fucking Bailey slash. Yeah, so this is this is why I think that's a safe bet because you have you need to have the winner of either the men's or the women's go for an NXT title because all they've been doing for the last few months is trying to put NXT over and over and over and they did it Survivor Series and now that this this is the best way to have the winner of one of the Rumbles go for an NXT title puts that over as fuck they go I don't want Raw I don't want to go to Raw I don't want to go to SmackDown I want to take the most prestigious title in this company which is the NXT women's title or uh, NXT, NXT title yeah um I, I, look, I'd like it if Shayna won. Don't get me wrong. I just think that Ronda seems the most likely outcome out of all of this. Because cause, cause then, cause, cause then it's the continuation of the year-long story. Well, not year-long story, but the, the, the story from last year with Becky and Ronda, and it goes full circle. Yeah, it does. And that's why I've, I've picked it, because she debuted at the Rumble, and then... It was Rumble last year that kind of kicked off the Becky versus her storyline that Charlotte ruined. 
Um, and it's it's I th- I think it would be a nice way of telling the story because she's it's, it, that would finish year two. So she signed the contract in March, I believe, which would uh, March this year becomes year two, and then obviously she got April would be the Rumble. She could then hold it. Sorry, the Mania. She could then hold it for a while. Then her contract's up, and then she can go and get pregnant, have kids, and then decide whether she wants to come back again after that. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, we've then got hmm. two men's rumble ones. Instead of doing number thirty, as we've probably done in the past, we've decided to do this time who will face Brock Lesnar as entrant bro, number two. Bro, bro, bro. So, bro, bro. bro as you bro, can hear, bro, Toast bro, 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 bro. <laughs> Toast went for Matt Riddle. Chris went for Rey Mysterio. Matt went for Drake Maverick. Uh, Jack went for Ricochet, and I went for Kane Velasquez. I think if Riddle comes out second, that place explodes. The Rumble is such a smart crowd, and um, with the Riddle Lesnar stuff, like he doesn't have to last long. It lasts till about the fifth or sixth person's out. But just having those two square off and fucking bat think- each other till someone comes out third. And saying, I, I think that will it. happen. I just don't think it will happen right at the beginning. No, I don't think it will happen at the beginning. I, I don't love think it will happen, happen though. It just it starts a rumble. So hard, like... I really don't think it will happen. It after. will. They will. They will do it. Hundred percent. It's happening. Uh, yeah, um, I'm not sure. But um... throw Goldberg in there as well. Throw Goldberg in at number three. <laughs> I just have Riddle get his fuck kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went Kane Velasquez because I think we haven't seen him since. Saudi, I know he was injured. Um, he's he's got to come back and he's got to try. I think he could eliminate. Is he confirmed well, entrant? Well, the sun said so, <laughs> but I don't believe whatever the sun writes. But I just kind of think Cain Velasquez was at Saudi, he's been injured, we haven't seen him for a while. Could he come back number two and just go, Oi, me and you, I'm going to eliminate you, and he eliminates Brock. Kane Velasquez is absolutely eliminating Brock Lesnar, but there's no way Brock Lesnar is being the first man eliminated no, from no, the Rumble. No, because Riddle will, right? Because I've figured out how he's going to get eliminated. Riddle's going to come out sack and they'll scrap off. Mysterio's coming down with his pipe and Riddle's going to look at the pipe and get all stoned and start <laughs> and Brock will dump him out. Boom, done. No, I makes, mean, I I, I went for Rey Mysterio because it's a continuation of the story they had before. Whether Rey gets destroyed or not is is irrelevant. But I reckon Ray's going to come out. Uh, he'll try and get a bit of offense and hang, maybe hang on until number three, which will be Cain Velasquez. Oh, Dominic right, so, turns heel on him. So before we go any further, th- Wolf is just put in the chat, imagine if Brock wins the Rumble. I'm just going to respond with, he disappears and we never see him again. He takes both titles <laughs> and then he disappears and goes, look at me, boy. I've got both titles. That is Rocky Two Bells. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the only one that hasn't explained why they they picked the person at number two. I went for Drake Mavericks, which Jack said he had for a while before he changed to Ricochet. He just wants someone to throw about. So it needs to be like for entrant number two, it needs to be somebody that you can literally yeet into the sixth row and not care whether they get injured or not. Like you <laughs> it just needs to be somebody that you can throw around like an empty tracksuit and just have fun with. Like Scotty Too Hotty with the Brothers of Destruction. Exactly, exactly (laughs) like that. So it needs to be somebody who can just ragdoll 
and just absolutely disappear. And Drake Maverick would be perfect. Like he's been going for the twenty four seven title for a while, and then we we've sort of not seen him apart from. I assume he's still doing things on two or five live that nobody watches, including me. And um, but I'd, I'd love to have him come in and just absolutely just have Brock Lesnar just throw him forever. <laughs> what is going on over your house? All right, okay. So I try. I, I tried to sneeze, and Tracy made me jump, and then I couldn't sneeze afterwards because she's a son of a bitch. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of want the. I, I kind of want it to be our truth, but it won't be. I'd truth love it to be. What if it's Paul Heyman? <laughs> and then our truth runs out and basically, you son of a bitch. <laughs> if only. If only, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, so go on, Matt. Men's Rumble is the last match, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Men's Rumble. I think all of us have got the same apart from Jack. Jack well, is I the only one went... who hasn't gone Roman Reigns. I nearly I nearly went Drew McIntyre for, for, the, for the men's and changed it at the last segment. No, it's got to be Roman. It has to be, surely. And I've then... read reports everywhere that Roman's going to... Like, this was like a year, a year ago. And they were like, oh, yeah, next next Mania is going to be Roman versus Brock at Mania for the title. So, therefore, Roman Roman's going to win. The reports what? have all been Roman Bray. Um, yeah. More, more recently, yeah. But, like, ages ago before Bray was holding the title, they were like, yeah, it's Brock versus Roman. Nah, it's going to be The Fiend. Roman, they, they need somebody who they want as the person who beats The Fiend, and the only person that Vince is going to want to do that is Roman Reigns. Mm, oh, <laughs> Paul would love it to be Mojo Rawley. I think that sums up the evening. Um, <laughs> once again, thank you very much for everybody who has come out to the live recording over... Horoslav! Excellent. Me a, let me finish! <laughs> just, just before Patreon. we finish... Um, Booker T has just suggested that Ricochet is going to come in at number 100 in the Rumble. <laughs> what? I'm, shucky, read- shucky, quack, I'm quack. reading the the um, the whatever the things at the bottom are, subtitles, subtitles. for the R- Rumble pre-show, and he suggested that Ricochet is going to come in at number 100 in the Rumble. You heard it quack, here first, people. Quack, quack, quack. Right. Um, thank you very much to everybody who joined oh, us fine. over on Shut Up, who joined us over Patreon. Do you want to do this? I said next week. Hurry up. I'm waiting for assurances you're not going to interrupt me. Uh, for those Speak. of you, <laughs> for those of you who joined us on uh, Chris's channel, uh, make sure you go and check him out. It's twitch.tv forward slash kangarfm. It won't make be sure on you... this next week. It won't be on this next week. It'll be on the Bad Bookers one, so it'll be twitch.tv forward slash badbookers. Make sure you go and check out Power Slam TV because Toast has told you to go and do it, so therefore you have to do it or else he'll come and find you. How much uh, money you... do they give us, by the way? What? How much money do Power Slam give us? Like, what's the shares? We'll talk about that NDA. later. Um, <laughs> Make sure you use Bad Bookers um, for your one-month free trial of Power Slam TV. Lots of indie wrestling on there for you to peruse through. Make sure you, uh, if you want, like what you're hearing and want to use uh, Patreon to give us some money, you know, um, help us improve, help us do more help stuff. And that as well, so I can <laughs> go and actually sleep. Uh, then please do so. Thank you very much for listening and for joining us. See you later.
Say bye, bye. everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.